Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith and thank you for listening. David is not here. But boy, I bet he wishes he was. Yes. But man, okay. That was Jason Eakin. Hey, everybody. Uh, live in studio uh, via satellite. We've got Ian Brill. Ian, how you doing? I'm doing okay. And, and um, Tyler, I want to thank you. Not, not just for having me on again. Sure. Um, this year, but a little backstage uh, information for people. So when Tyler emailed Jason and I about doing this week's uh, this week's show in this year's Oscar uh, episode, I, I said, like, I was really considering not watching the Oscars because I was and remain um, perturbed by the uh, shuntering mm-hmm. of these um, these. I love that hammer horror film, by the way, the shuntering. <laughs> shuntering. God, Christopher Lee in the shuntering. <laughs> Folks, wonderful. Um, the fact, especially, especially, like I said, in the email, especially the fact that um, editing and score were like put off onto the yeah. side because editing in, as we see, um, the so much of the Oscars ceremony are is made up of montages and then they use famous film scores throughout. And so for those two categories to be um, given the, the uh, you know, daytime Emmy awards treatment, I felt was a real betrayal. Um, and Tyler said, you know, no, it's, it's best if, if we all watch the show. And so for Tyler and Jason and really for nobody else, um, I watched the show for them and gentlemen, I have to thank you <laughs> because here's the thing. I'm a fan of chaos. I'm a, I'm a fan. You're an agent of chaos. I, 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 I don't know if I'm an agent of chaos, but I am a satisfied spectator. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I like it when things go off the rails. I like it when people are mad at each other, but not me. Uh, it, it's it it and uh, folks, the we we have to talk about the the wild chaos, the wild upset, the wild wild west that oh boy happened. I mean, people people know what we're talking about. When the best cheer moment was chosen to be the Flash entering the Speed Force, <laughs> it's what everyone's talking about. <laughs> it, people were stunned when that happened. People, I know, I don't know why they made this particular illusion, but it, 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 people are saying when when it was chosen that the number one cheer moment was the Flash entering the, the Speed moment. Some people said that was like a slap in the face, and again, I weird kind of. Uh, illusion to make but i guess it fits um and i think that's really what people are going to take away yeah from this that um that the uh, of of every moment in film because this apparently included other years because the matrix the 1999 matrix <laughs> yeah among the cheer moments so if i think of uh, all the films made lawrence of arabia uh, you, you know, uh, King. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. You better get through this bit real quick. <laughs> yeah. The number. You better speed through this fucking bit, sir. Get these words out of your fucking <laughs> mouth. All right, right now. We all remember the cheering that was ringing in our ears when we all went to those crowded theaters that were playing Zack Snyder's Justice League, and the Flash entered that Speed Force. 
to say nothing, by the way, of this Johnny Depp movie I've never heard of <laughs> that he apparently was in. Uh, and I forget if it was the cheer moment or or it was just like another. No, that like was like a, a fan favorite. A fan favorite of moment. Because of of, those were 2021 movies. Yes, yes. Uh, or or not. I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you the name of that movie right now. It was like Minimata? Minim that sounds right that to right? me. I don't know anything about it. It clearly is. Oh, uh, we were goodness. talking about it. Like, what is this thing? Why are these movies being talked about as uh, in in any regard? Why why am I seeing Army of the Dead on my screen right now? Right. And it really was just. And then people at the Oscars have to are forced, compelled yeah. to cheer after it. And it was the most well, maybe <laughs> the second most awkward moment of the night. <laughs> although, uh, although we have to say, Army of the Dead is technically the only. Netflix produced film to win best film of something in the Oscar. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And so that, I mean, people have been talking about like the, the, the Twitter voting for these, these various uh, Oscar contests and how people are just unsurprisingly, no one took it very seriously. No, I think uh, some people took them very seriously. And <laughs> Zack Snyder fans. That's true. Yes. Zack Snyder fans take everything very seriously like indeed. this is our time yeah exactly. guys this is yeah. when we get legitimacy yeah and, and by the way just aside like this is tangents upon tangents folks and that's what these shows are uh we're gonna get to will smith i swear to god yeah i uh i i was talking to some people the other week and they're like oh you know these these Zack Snyder fans, I don't like. He has like this cult, and I don't understand. And I told that person who's a few years older than me, I said, "You did not go to college when the movie 300 came out, because if you did, you'd mm. completely understand yeah. why he has uh, um, the the Snyder stand. Do they have a name like the little monsters, like with Gaga? Oh, um, oh, I, I, I don't know. Snyder heads? Okay. Could they be Snyder heads? We I can give them their name now. Maybe, well, I'm sure they've named themselves assholes. Sure. Can we just call them assholes? Yeah. Now, see, I always there's a little piece of me. You asked me for 10 movies I hated in 2021. Two of them were Zack Snyder films. 20 uh, percent of the list I gave yeah. you was Zack Snyder movies. And yet I find myself perpetually almost defending him. Yes, I, I, I think totally get what you mean. There's actually some good stuff. I think, you know, uh, who wrote who wrote uh, his remake of Dawn of the Dead? Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Thank you. Uh, you know, he probably gets a lot of the credit that I would then give to Zack Snyder. But I think that movie is a lot better than some people think it is. Sure. Um, but between that and there's some interesting things, some interesting ideas or well, maybe not some interesting attempts in 300. Sure. But of course, it, it you know, went just berserk. Yeah. But I think because of those things and Watchmen has enough, it's he's just, he's almost always just interesting enough. I hated Army of the Dead. Yeah, I, I hated it. And and I, I genuinely hated the way he shot it. Mm -hmm. And yet when I sort of read about or watch the making of, of, of how he shot the movie and sort of, he wanted to be working the camera and he was really intent on this, this look that I just quite frankly hated for the movie. Yeah. But the fact that he is really trying something, I feel like that's what that's what filmmakers do. Yeah, he does. He is not a lot of times to my taste, but there's something I think I respect his intention more than certainly more than his execution and his effort. He doesn't phone it in ever. I think he is much like his fans fully committed 
to what he is doing. I can't fucking I, believe I don't think we're talking ever, about Zack Snyder I don't think instead it, of Will Smith right now. Shame on you, Oscars. <laughs> this is what you forced us to I, do. I can't believe and you guys are I can't, bit. <laughs> I can't believe you guys aren't excited about the army of the dead shared universe which oh is the army of thieves that's right of course the all the other um projects are going to start such as the one that explains why some of the zombies are robots <gasps> oh thank goodness <laughs> i saw remember that's the only thing i remember from that movie honestly <laughs> I, I don't even remember that. I didn't. some of the that one, some of the zombies that they kill are like robots, like that have like a, electricity coming out of them. It's like I guess we're gonna do a prequel that explains why some of the zombies are robots. I don't I, see, I, who's I that movie that. gonna star? Will Smith, and we're back. Okay, but at, at this okay. So all bits aside, I don't give a shit about anything else that happened tonight. I do. I got a lot of stuff. Technically, two things. There's a one-two punch to what happened. One-two slap. slap, Please. One-two slap. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Not since Patton slapped that soldier has there been a a bigger slap. Not since Zachary Quinto slapped that kid in the slap. yeah, well, it's it's not that I don't care about anything else. It's more just like, in the same way, uh, with with um, La La Land being announced as the best picture when it was in fact Moonlight. It's like it just it's it's so overshadows. And this, for my money, is even bigger than that. Because do we want, do we like, want to say what actually happened in case people do this yeah. like fifty sure. years from now? Sure. Yeah, just to sort of set the stage from where we what we saw. Yeah. So uh, okay. Chris Rock comes out to present best documentary and he just says a couple of, he says a few jokes about people in the audience as one might expect Chris Rock to do. Mm-hmm. He and deli- thank God at that moment in the ceremony, we, it, it was, it was, it was very much welcome. Yes. Uh, like as he just went up, just his, his general demeanor is something that I'm always like, Oh yeah, I liked when he was an Oscar host. I wish they would have him back. <laughs> I had that thought. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll tell you, I, I could take Regina Hall by herself or maybe just her and Wanda Sykes. Sure. I think, well, I think Regina Hall outshined the other. Yeah. <sighs> her bits, her bits mostly didn't work for me. And obviously no, none enough, of them she work, had... really, but she, she was the most talented. Oh, I thought, I thought she had her, the most best performance, I guess. I thought her COVID testing thing wasn't oh, terrible. Yeah, that was okay. okay. We're, we're keep getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. So anyway, okay. so Chris Rock goes up to present documentary and makes a couple comments and he mentions Jada Pinkus, Pinkett Smith, whose head is mostly shaved. And he says, a pretty innocuous joke about mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing you in G.I. Jane 2. Right. He's commenting on her shaved head. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. the joke. And referencing a 25-year-old movie. Yeah. Uh, and so as she rolls her eyes and and then Will Smith like gets up and walks towards uh, Chris Rock and all of us assumed and probably that, especially chris rock oh i'd say that is for sure uh assumed like there's a funny bit coming and then he slaps chris rock i i did not stop assuming it was a bit. no tyler immediately yeah i said in the room i said like that was a very convincing stage slap <laughs> oh really uh, because i thought that he had done a thing where he like did that and like hit his chest yeah because 
why on earth would anybody at the Oscars for that joke, for that joke, that slight, see, yeah, I guess you could call it that. Uh, why would they physically assault another person? Now, what did your, okay, so I watched it via ABC on YouTube TV. What did your television, what did the feed then do after that? For you, you know guys? what? It, it, the, the volume dropped out completely. Yeah. yeah. Total silence. And because as we were talking about before we started recording, because I've had internet issues the last couple of days, oh, you know I assumed what? it was that. That's what I thought it was for me too. And, and, and there was just like standing and then you cut to Will Smith and you're not hearing what he's saying, no. but Although you're, you're, you're it's seeing, not hard to lip read. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be in the cast of Coda. To do that lip reading. <laughs> oh, Will thank Smith you so much. Is is an enunciator if if nothing that else. For sure. right? That's what he cut his teeth on. Yeah. He wasn't shouting welcome to earth. I'll tell you that right now. Uh you might have said that right before. <laughs> Chris Rock one of the chops. And so uh so afterwards, uh so it was not censored in the UK. And uh so People, so it was recorded. So people, I saw it, Edgar Wright saying, "Like, I can't believe that just happened at the Oscars. That was not censored here." So all of us were saying, "What did he say? What did he say?" And yeah, then someone sent me the video. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see? It, it was someone I, I saw. It wasn't from Britain. One was from Australia. One was from Japan. But yeah, I mean, yeah. the Oscars are shown live throughout throughout the world. So if yeah. you slap someone on it, even if um, ABC, someone has the button on the seven second delay in you know the on the american feed doesn't matter because yeah yeah. being shown in you know so if someone has you know obviously pause this podcast immediately and go look it up it's probably all over the internet oh my um but basically chris rock is like whoa will smith just slapped the shit out of me yeah and then will smith uh yells Yells. you can't quite hear it you know uh get my wife's name out of your mouth yeah Yeah. and then (laughs) Uh, Chris Rock sort of said, "Like, like it was, it was a, a GI Jane joke." <laughs> By the way, that's I how said. I knew yeah. it was it was real. It was not kayfabe to use wrestling terms, which I thought it was up until um, I heard that from the Australian feed. Mm-hmm. When hearing Chris Rock kind of like defend his joke in this kind of weird way, I'm like, "This is real. No way would he consent to like having to like sound like." Um, you know, saving a joke, uh, protecting a joke that way. He would yeah. not consent to do that on stage. He would not consent. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, I could tell in the moment because if you looked at his delivery and his introduction of the category, there was like three or four times where he started to misspeak. Yeah, yeah, like very clearly, and it was like, oh, he is, he's, he's salvaging this very well, but he is. Like what the hell just happened? Yeah, he is shaken. I'm astonished that he that the fucking show went on. I thought uh, that too. I thought like they're not going to stop. They're like they're not going to stop. Yeah, I yeah, and I I mean like then you look at like Lupita Nyong'o right behind Will Smith as he is for the second time shouting, and I'd say with much more vigor. Yes, and in a way that like feels... he's almost back up out of his seat. Right, he's trying to uh, he's trying to get his training day moment. Is yeah. what it feels like, <laughs> yeah. and sort of repeats. You know, get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, and he's like, "It's out" or something yeah. like that. Like, fine, like 
yeah whatever dude like and it's it's just so man it was so jarring and and, and disturbing and frustrating i'm like we're all you know we can all joke about it but like i'm i'm angry at will smith for for doing this and you know there have been there are immediate theories as to why he did it um regarding like his marriage and his upbringing and all this kind of thing and it's just like and maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the fact that i'm a fan of comedy i'm a fan of stand-up comedy and it's this idea it's like you know man like first off it was a joke secondly it, it was a gi jane joke it was the and, kindest it was barely an observation that she yeah has a shaved head yeah it's it's nothing it is meant to be a, a mild chuckle at best and we move on yeah and, but, oh no go ahead Tyler. and so for for things to get so purposely violent as a result of that is is infuriating to me like it, it it has always bothered me when people say that that speech is violence uh don't be wrong speech can be hateful and hurtful and it can and it can be extremely irresponsible but it is not in my view the same as violence he took it to violence and that really it really upsets me and it kind of diminished like, hey, you know what? We we all have moments of escalation. Some of us scream at teenagers and the Avengers, you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, but like, so I, I'm trying to look at it that way. But part of me is just like, damn, like this is. My view of Will Smith is a little bit diminished. Uh, and, oh. and maybe I'm maybe I'm putting too much into it. Who's to say? Who's but uh, I don't know. It was it. It really it really bothered me. I'm I'm reminded of. um a quote, I just looked it up, although I don't know how accurate or apocryphal this quote is. Um, there's a quote from Mel Brooks that says, tragedy is when I cut my finger. Comedy is when you fall in a, into an open sewer and die. Yes. And so I think for, for us, um, like this dumb, like uh, really innocuous, I think like um, Hori, H-O-A-R-Y, yeah, uh, yeah. joke about G.I. Jane is so silly. Like I can imagine, I almost like imagine someone slapping him because it's so corny. Sure. But for, um, you know, Will Smith. And like Jay walking up totally dispassionate, just anyone walking yeah, up. Bill totally Murray coming up, yeah. And slapping him or hitting him with like a glove. A glove. <laughs> yeah. Or a big <laughs> hook comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, Will Smith and uh, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith have uh, you know when Will Smith is um, um, memoirs have come out and they've talked about the work he's done trying to repair that ma marriage and Jada Pinkett Smith uh, Jada Pinkett Smith in uh, I looked this up in January talked about um, her. Uh, a uh, struggle with hair loss or with alopecia oh okay um, all right and, um, that being um it becomes one of those things where it's like this is um uh a nerve a sensitive nerve that maybe chris rock knew or didn't know sure. i would say chris rock did make a whole documentary about how important how important hair is to right the black community and, and black women in particular. So maybe he should have known better, but I don't know how much he knows, right. but it's one of those things where, where it's almost like 
you know, guys could be trading your mom jokes. And then one guy says like, my mom died of cancer last week. Like, it's like, it's one of those things where you're like, oh shit. Um, but maybe you, you've had a fucking great your mom joke. And it's like, yeah. right. And you're um, like, I, I know his I mom get died, this joke I got, yeah, I got to get this. Where joke else am I going to tell this joke? It's uh, I have no t- other friends. Todd, Todd Glass has this wonderful bit where uh, he says, like, he goes, <laughs> anytime I, I do, like, I, it's like, ah, your mom's a whore. And then the person, it's like, I'm clearly making a joke. And then the person's like, my mom's dead. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. She was a whore. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. And so, you know what? I will say, uh, you know, my therapist, one thing that he that he says is uh, if it's hysterical, it's historical, you know, and so. Um, when you have big reactions to something, chances are, it's not like it, it probably touches on something deeper. And so, yeah. and I have no doubt of that oh, uh, yeah. in, in this instance, uh, it really is just that extra step. If he, you know, if he had yelled that, if he had still yelled what he yelled and yeah. made it clear, he was very serious about it. That would be one thing, but there is something about just, you know, that's a, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a long walk. Uh, well, to, he's to in this you don't business. think like within yeah um that is will they here's the thing because i there's there's the there's the personal aspect of it and then i just keep thinking of the i don't know if you call it like the meta aspect of it like the fact that the show still went on yeah um but like next year will i mean they made a whole thing of like oh the oscars are back we're gonna have everybody you know yeah. in a big auditorium yeah. will, will they have people uh will they have uh, the audience so close to the stage right next time will there be a you know will there be a barrier just like uh you know to 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 uh put some kind of uh protection uh will will smith be back presenting i don't know yeah. i mean I, I feel like gosh i hope they get a good host next year because i feel like there's going to be lots of fun potentially lethal jokes uh about this this situation but we have to then we we have to mention the second half of this because there's the the speech yeah there yeah there's the fact that and then yes will smith wins best actor and like what is it like 20 minutes later yeah something like that now before we get to that did you see i you know of course i'm scrolling twitter about this and apparently in one of the breaks, like Denzel Washington and um, Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry sort of like took Will Smith aside and basically gave him a talking to. I'm assuming that's when, you know, once Will Smith makes his speech, he references something Denzel said. And you're just like, good Lord, Denzel is just, just the coolest guy in the world, most amazing person in the yeah. world. Holy shit. Um, but so it seems like they sort of really tried to help him rebound from that yeah um which is really interesting and it, it actually kind of there's something about that that i find very encouraging absolutely um because it sort of m- reminds you that a lot of these people know each other quite well yeah yeah and you know will smith is he's not as much of a movie star as he was say around independence day men in black but he's will mm-hmm. smith And who can speak to Will Smith however they like? Denzel Washington can. Yes, that's true. And Tyler Perry can. They both have that kind of clout and yet probably have a a good enough relationship with Will Smith. So I really like that that happened. Um, So now now let's get to the speech. Although, I, yeah, sorry. I also did want to mention, 
oddly enough, when is he just referred to as Diddy now? I'm so this is oh, when I'm old. I mean, so is it Sean Diddy? Combs. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's so. Uh, you can say Sean Puffy Combs. You can call Sean him Diddy. You can call him P. Diddy. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot um, of things you can call. I just call him Did. Um, but uh, when he goes up, and there's something, and I I really like what he did. I think he did a pretty good job. Yes, he mentioned it. He didn't mention it. Yeah. He said it like didn't happen. He's like, hey, well, you know, they're gonna figure that out later on. But right now, and he just like got the audience sort of back into what's happening. And it helped that it was that going into like Godfather, a movie everybody loves. And here's Francis Ford Coppola. And like, and in that moment, like there's just something to be said, like for presenters or hosts that like being able to say like just the right, the right kind of joke to diffuse something or to, to, to hang a lantern on it in just the right way. And I think he did. I think for the show to go on at all, you needed someone not long after to say this is what's going like that we all know what just happened yeah and they're gonna figure it out you know and and i thought that was actually really interesting although i did i also did enjoy amy schumer's joke where oh she I comes too. she comes back that was like, really good it's like oh, did i miss anything the, the vibe seems a little different in here <laughs> I, that, but, that I mean i guess you guys we don't know or maybe maybe we do and i just haven't looked it up but like so we talked about you know Denzel Washington sitting down with um, uh, Will Smith, but like, what happened to Chris Rock? Was he just like hurried out? I, I, that's that's the other thing that I'm I'm wondering because like, and and part of me is just like, you know, when you're physically assaulted in front of the entire world by someone who has you know who's extremely famous, uh, it's it's humiliating. It can be very humiliating to be slapped. Um, I would assume I haven't been slapped uh much less in front of everybody and i could imagine him suing will smith like uh, i mentioned that and my wife said like he's not gonna sue will smith and it's like maybe i don't know like it's a it's a very i don't know or maybe they'll be best friends tomorrow who's to say but uh it's such just everything about it is so crazy it's 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 the real world and people having frustrations and historical uh issues uh, and relational issues like it's that coming into the world of artifice which is you know Hollywood and we're just so not used to that and it and was that's cra- it was so crazy yeah although that is um and this is going to sound um maybe ghoulish but the parts of the Oscars that we come away with that we remember is when the artifice is broken Sure. Is is, yeah. is those moments where where uh, we're like reminded that like well not remind but like when when um, things just go off the rails um, and you know it's a high wire act and we and part of us when we see someone do a high wire act part of us wants to see the person fall sure and at the very least we want to see their foot slip maybe once yeah 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 Yeah. i I will mention you know not someone falling to their death but maybe more than a foot slip yeah Yeah. uh i think uh and nothing i'm not trying to disparage any actors but uh if andrew garfield is the next presenter i don't know if he addresses it yeah i think think someone like like sean combs who is also in the music world, which Will Smith is is in, and you know he's 
seen some shit in his life. Yeah. And so I think he's kind of got a like he's he's not scared by by that moment, yes. think, which is extremely fortunate for the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. That he happened to be the next presenter. Like, I can't imagine a lot of instances where someone's like, thank God P. Diddy was there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but he thank God he was there because I, I think we run in different circles, just frankly. Fair enough. You know? Yes. Uh, you know, in the world of community colleges, Oh boy, he's hated. I don't know if that's true at all. Um, but yeah, so and we can talk about we can talk about the speech now, and then we can talk about the rest of the Oscars. It feels on one hand, it's like, why are we devoting so much time to this? Why are we devoting time to anything else, not just Oscars related, but in the world? I guess there's Ukraine, well, there's, there's Ukraine, Ukraine. Yeah. and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. That's it. The two things and that I'm gonna be talking folks, about. Which would you rather hear us talk about? Admittedly, yeah, I guess. Have, I have you know, I got some jokes to make about Ukraine. <laughs> I got some insights preloaded that I've yeah. been just waiting to spill. If um, you if you had to make a list of the people you least want to hear about geopolitical events, where are we on that list? Probably the three of us are like the first seven slots. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but in, it's like in any combination. Yeah. Yes. In any comp by either alone or two, any two of us. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to hear that. Yeah, the the most that we'll be able to muster is like, oh yeah, tough situation over there. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're, okay, so we're uh, we're um, James Brolin's character in The West Wing yeah. um, when um, uh, yeah. Mark, global, supply chain. global supply chain uh, get uh, shot. Yeah, Mark, it's Mark Harmon, right? The character, yeah. Donovan, I believe. He goes, although I kind of hate this moment where he goes, oh crime, I don't know. Yeah, he goes crime. And that was the moment. Boy, I don't know. That was the moment I decided to kick your ass. Yeah. I kind of hate that moment. That's I feel that's really Aaron Sorkin creating a straw man because I don't believe like a deeply conservative character would react to crime like a street crime in such a way. No, so right. in New York. Um, but uh, that is a memorable moment. That's kind of also the only moment James Brolin had in that whole storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I did like uh, Amy Schumer kind of making fun of Aaron Sorkin because she did have a great anti-Aaron Sorkin um, sketch yeah. uh, in the Amy Schumer show with oh, the, Josh Charles. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her bit about like seeing like one of the great comedy duos and not having a single laugh is like making a movie about Michael Jordan, but it's only his bus trips in between games. I thought like, that's a pretty that's good a line. solid joke. Yeah. And I she also had some solid jokes. She too. did. Yeah. And the, Which is not surprising. Yeah. The, the don't look up joke. It's like, yeah. Like, uh, I guess the Academy <laughs> didn't look up reviews uh, for the movie. I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, but we can talk about uh, Will Smith's uh, speech now, because I know that uh, Jason had some very definitive thoughts on it. I wouldn't say definitive. I would say uh, uh, just a mess of feelings. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, re I, I came away from that speech. You know, we've seen long speeches before. You think of Matthew McConaughey or something like that, where it's like he's OK, he's you know, he's going somewhere. This is his moment. It's the pinnacle. Yeah. But and it always sort of feels like it's driving somewhere. And certainly there's a lot of moments in the Will Smith speech where he's clearly very emotional. He's very clearly very attached to the character and to the story. It means a lot to him. But I came away from that speech uh, being concerned about Will Smith. Like I between between the slap and his react, the screaming and that speech, I just feel like I'm very, very like something feels like it's really going on. He really has something he's going through right now. 
and he is having trouble containing it and it seems to be spilling out and that can become dangerous as dangerous and much more dangerous than simply slapping someone at the Oscars. Although hell of a stage it's up there. Yeah, it's up there, but it, so I came away worried from the speech. I do think that the emotionality of the speech is probably rooted in a fair amount of shame combined with the need to defend himself. Uh, you know, like, yeah. I think it's a combination of the two. Um, and I get, you know, it's like he, there was kind of an apology. Kind of. But, an and, apology to the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Apology to the Academy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like weird things like that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of thought he was going to like take this moment to, you know, and he's probably very much processing it. And I'm, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm going to hold him hostage to this moment or anything like that, because again, hell of a stage to try to gain your composure yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, just based on how we're so used to seeing him, which he did actually allude to in the speech, it felt like he's feeling that he's feeling like I can't keep this act up anymore. And what yeah. happens when, <laughs> when that, falls apart is i mean that's definitely the um the other part of the artifice breaking yeah um where you i mean usually when something like that happens there's a interview they go i don't know they used to go on barbara walters now they go on the view or they they they're on cnn or something um they're sitting down with anderson cooper and they're they've they they have some statement that they've worked with their publicists or something This, you know, this is um, a few minutes afterwards, and this was not crafted at all. It was straight. No, yeah. It had all the um, contradictory emotions of, yeah, where I think um, moments where I think with men in particular, when um, they do something they know they should be ashamed of, but then the pride uh, goes goes uh, the 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 temptation to be prideful goes up. Yeah, uh, and you and you're just making it like just a shield. And the way he talks about like he is a protector and stuff like that is like I've I just know moments uh, where where uh, I don't want to make it like a gender thing. I just know this in my life that like especially when guys get called out, they start talking about what they, what they've done and how positive they are, what they contribute. Um, and yeah, I, it's hard I, to hear I, him talk about being a protector after that. Yeah. It's, it's I, hard to hear him talk about, saw. it's hard to hear him talk about love yeah. after that. And it's hard to hear him talk about having bad things said about him and having to hold it in. And it's yeah. like, that you know, I don't. I don't know how much of that was was already in his speech ahead of time. Seems like those particular aspects wouldn't be. Yeah. But those were, as you said, those contradictory things where you're like, "Gosh, this doesn't." It's such a shame because now that moment feel is so loaded and is so yeah. about everything other than him in a great performance and it's and it's a it's an anticipated thing like everyone was like he hasn't won before you know i think 
it's, from, it's from a myself. story in a movie he has been trying to get made yeah. for years so it's a very very important and personal project for him and you know for i don't know i can't really speak for anyone but myself but i kind of felt like it's like okay his his potential to win an oscar has sort of come and gone and yeah. he's going to do these other things and then king richard comes along and and now it's like oh this is his chance to win so it's like it's just this huge uh cumulative uh moment and then to have it be essentially defined by something he did 20 minutes before yeah. is so and it, you know he's the one that did it but it's it's so unfortunate you know it um, is and it boy it's like that denzel line like yeah which was something to the effect of like you know when the devil tries to get you or like when the devil comes after you it's when you're at your highest it's like when you're on top and it's like you can the whole evening i mean that's why he was seated at the front yeah they want him to be front and center all night long in anticipation of his win and it's so interesting like imagine if he weren't if he had not been the front runner, imagine if it was going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh-huh. Um, well, he still would have been seated at the front because he's a big movie star. He's nominated, sure. you know, he's the, he is the King Richard of the, of the movie. Also, um, we should say they see people at the front who they think are going to go along with the jokes and yeah. who are going to get good reactions. Yeah, which for I most think of the night... I might get yelled at about like, why did you sit in the front? We thought it'd be fun! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. Uh, but I do, I do wonder, like, imagine if he was still nominated but didn't win. Like, that still, like, that still happened, but then there's no... I wouldn't necessarily say that his speech was cathartic, but it was a follow-up. Like, it was yeah, him it in his own words following up. Imagine if we didn't get that, but instead we've got Benedict Cumberbatch going up and saying something very proper and charming and British, yeah. which is fine. But we never get like, I, I definitely, I'm sure everyone was like, this guy's the, the front runner. He's going to be up talking to all of us in just a minute. Yeah. Well, what is, what is he going to say? I like to think that the Oscar producers are like, can we change? Can we oh. go? Can hey, got, okay, that, that reminds me. When you guys watched it, and that speech went on for a while, did like the Oscars logo yes. appear and like Tyler what has was a that? very Tyler has worried. a theory. Okay, Tyler, go with your theory. I want to hear it. I think it was Serena, not Venus, by the way. I think there was a nipple. I think uh, oh. uh in the cutaway shot to the Williams sisters. Yes. Oh and her dress was such it was very re- revealing, and it's not like I was looking for one, but it at first it seemed like a like a glitch, and then he and, Will Smith said the thing about spitting. So I was like, did they cut away? Did they from cut away because he accidentally spit? That's weird. Um, I don't and, know. Fucking COVID. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Go to the crowd. Yeah. How many dozens of shots do you think they have? Yeah, and it's and he. I think in that moment he is referencing them. Uh, but yeah, like there was, uh, there were actually quite a few dresses that were cut in a very precarious way, honestly. And she seemed to be wearing one of them. And maybe I saw something that wasn't there, but it really did look like just the side of her nipple was sticking out. 
for I, and, I, and you only and I only saw it for for a moment, and so maybe I just saw a shadow. Who's to say? Uh, but it would explain shadow of the nipple. The, yes, exactly. Again, another it. Hammer horror film. So good. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Lee again. <laughs> Lee and Cushing in that one together. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that did happen. Yes, that did happen with us. And I think that's, I think that's why. Okay. I was wondering another crazy bit to his speech. No, I was wondering just because the length of the speech and maybe they had a commercial break scheduled into into Mm. that time or something, but also, I mean, that speech went long, but I think think the the band knew like, there's no way we're, we're playing the dude off. You play him off. There was the briefest moment when (laughs) I thought. They probably got in their ear. Start playing them off, and then Travis Barker is like, "Nope, I'm done with all the small things. This is a fucking big thing." Uh, I did have a, a moment where I thought, like, "Boy, wouldn't it be hilarious if Jesse Plemons, when uh, when Amy Schumer is starting to call Kristen uh, Kristen Dunst a seat filler, like, wouldn't it be funny if he, if he decided to do a bit about his yeah. wife?" Uh, That's a, that would be speaking of tightrope rocks, a dude the type rope walk to do to do uh, uh, a a bit so do you think do you think like schumer like maybe the writers because there are writers like at the show usually oh, yeah. who are who are generating stuff for who are working with the host to generate stuff at the time do yeah. you think they were talking about like do we do a, a bit about this or do we pretend i mean there was so much i mean the i guess the um the idea was just to pretend it didn't happen um the the oscars uh approach was to pretend it didn't happen and just have uh uh kevin costner make maybe the most boring speech about how the west was one ever you know wow. uh, oh, I had a very different go reaction. on and on in hopes that it would in hopes that it would do what like the men in black memory machines would do to us and like it would be going on forever that we would forget uh both what will smith did and maybe the past few weeks of our lives just because of how um droning that speech was but you know i do wonder if there was like would we you know we're um you know amy schumer and wanda sykes talking about reenacting it and maybe cooler heads prevailed uh well i'm sure i mean you know not i'm not necessarily the biggest uh, amy schumer fan but she is a comedian as is wanda sykes and uh, is Regina Hall like a, a stand-up? I don't, I don't think she ever did stand-up, but she's she like, yeah, I mean, by yeah, the way. Girls Trip. Yeah, like, so. Scary movie. No. And by the way, it was legitimately, like, I think fantastic and support the girls. Like, that should have been a nominated performance. I still haven't seen it. I know David absolutely loved it. I like her in it. I really didn't like that movie very mm. much. Okay. But like, yeah, so, I mean, they're they're all comedically minded. I And I, I remember something on comedians and cars getting coffee when Steve Harvey talks about like, he goes, he's like, whenever there's a crisis and it's just us, meaning comedians, like we have the jokes <laughs> that night. He goes, we can't say them to yeah. anybody, but as far as us, we have them. And I'm sure the three of them were, were making each other laugh quite a bit backstage. Oh God. Um, that's the thing. That's why I'm trying to look up. Like I've typed, but no, Schumer did address Chris, it. That's she why did, she, she did. did she, she, she did. did yeah. The, yeah, which I appreciate because it's sort yeah. of like I think she has a, that that fearlessness as well, where she's just like, "What's Will Smith going to do? Slap me? Fine, bring it." <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's scared of you. Um, that's why I'm trying to figure out like what 
okay here's here here we go i like i'm trying to figure out like what chris rockta did because i'm like okay. did he was he like did someone like put a coat over his head and yeah. try to take <laughs> him out although the only thing i've seen is variety this is at 9 30 p.m pst and it's 9 47 uh uh pst as we record this if i can For everybody listening make sure you get yeah that that's gonna be important. if i can do a little behind the curtains but um we have this headline chris rock declines to file police report after will smith slap lapd says so the la so we actually literally have the police uh chiming in um a full statement from the los angeles police police department says lapd investigates entity in investigative entities are aware of an instance between two individuals during the academy awards program <laughs> i wonder what they are referring to I, I have no idea jane campion was a little dismissive of kevin costner if i'm being honest absolutely oh we thought if she and sam elliott get oh what, 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 what would happen <laughs> the incident involved one individual slapping another the individual involved has declined to file a police police report if the involved party desires a police report at a later date, LAPD will be able available to complete an investigative report. So, so he's going to, so he's going blackmail, right? That's what we're sure. thinking. Absolutely. Um, he's like, you read that variety article. I can file a police report anytime, anytime I want slap. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he can say there might be another chapter in the book of saw. <laughs> No nominations, if I recall correctly. <laughs> what? No nominations for Spiral, a book of Saw. <laughs> when Chris Rock pitched his terrifying new version of the Saw franchise, execs were wild. That's like the art. That was the hype running up yeah, to that yeah. movie. Like Chris Rock came in and he pitched us the new way we're going to do the Saw series. And you know what? No one fucking saw it. Hey, <laughs> was that the was that the the uh, the change? You guys yeah. are making saw movies that people see. What if? <laughs> Just hear, hear, me, out. hear no me out. No one's going to see this coming. Spiral refers to the success of the series. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and I'm fine to move on and talk about the rest of the ceremony, but it it is a, a weird thing. It's. You know, aside from aside from, you know, just like uh, COVID stuff last year, last year's ceremony didn't have anything that anyone's ever going to talk about this. Uh, I also I, with I was um, my family got together for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, my mom's Irish. And so they top the of the morning to they it's it's 949. What's up? <laughs> uh, I mean, it might be the morning in Ireland. So maybe exactly. Not. Um, but, uh, they did talk about, and not in a positive way, uh, Glenn Close's, uh, twerking. Like they're like, oh, okay, Oscars okay. last year was so stupid. Oh, uh, I got a, I got a good, oh, uh, I think case. I remember like, wasn't Glenn Close asked some like trivia questions yeah. and she fucking nailed it. Yeah. 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 And people don't like, people have said like, that was a, a, the entire, that entire bit was scripted. And it's like, I, whether it was scripted or not, I always thought like, good for Glenn Close for being on, on board with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I did actually enjoy real quick. I did enjoy the bit where like they're they're like giving out prizes. I think that most of the of the prizes or whatever, kind of whatever. But I, I did like the moments like 
we have an inspirational quote for Judy Dench, who did not win. It's from Kim Kardashian. It just says, uh, try, work harder. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the idea. That was another Judy Dench to work harder. Uh, but I thought that was another, um, a lot of the like props. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Did not work. Uh, first, I don't, why are we doing prop comedy? Um, yeah. And it was just like, I just felt a lot of the jokes felt like um, the kind of monologue, like easy monologue jokes that are just fluff that like Jimmy Kimmel or Conan, when Conan had a show, they would just, they would just like get out of the way in like the yeah. first few minutes. And for them to be done in the second hour of the Oscars, just yeah, yeah, makes them look even more gross. That being said, and people on Twitter might know this, I've already tweeted this out, but I want to share it um, on Battleship Pretension where we become immortal. Sure. Uh, as is the... Uh, that is our new uh, uh, slogan, the show by the way. Yeah. yeah. Battleship Pretension, where we become immortal. The they diss the last duel in that, in that bit. And you know what? I do think Ridley Scott's chi or his his aura fucking went in and when another one of his hollowed films is mentioned gi jane that's when all <laughs> the shit goes that's right because you never should have you don't mess with the scott no <laughs> it's yeah it's uh i i agree with you i think most of the the oh sorry the thing that i was gonna say is that like you know, by and large, there aren't that many, like, going back to the word immortal, there aren't that many, like, immortal moments, positive or negative, at the Oscars. And this year saw, I think, certainly not merely an awkward moment, but I think a very ugly moment. Um, but one that's going to be talked about, certainly. I mean, oh, it's yeah. the only thing. We're not, I, Look, I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble but i don't think we're the only movie related podcast that are going to be talking about this moment at the oscars uh you know you I, we're the ones that are going to say the best things about definitely, it definitely no you know. question sure uh, and, and of course when this happened people said not only do we want to hear three white guys blather on we want to hear the three worst white guys and that is where you come battleship retention that's right hear- Tyler, you know, he brought like not just his his friends, but maybe his his dumbest friends, <laughs> Jason and Ian. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, to, to 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 discuss this. But I do want, I mean, this is not a question we can answer right now. Yeah. But maybe by the does, end of the show, though. Yeah, we can work maybe, it out. Yeah, we'll see. Does this replace um Rob Lowe and Snow White as the most like the nadir of the Oscars, the lowest point of the Oscars? Ooh, I yes, yeah, I think so. That's merely stupid and bad. I, yeah, art, I should no, but people at that it, the so that was a the Oscars produced by Alan Carr, who was a notorious producer, produced Grease, produced yeah. Can't Stop the Music, the um, Village People movie. There's a great documentary about him because he had such a strange wild career, and also like he was famous as a producer. He like show up on talk shows as the producer of Greece. Like yeah, that's yeah. why he was a celebrity. Um, he produced that Oscars. It was his dream growing up as a chubby little gay kid. It, it was you know who worshipped movie stars. 
it was his dream to, you know, actually do this, produce the Oscars. And like that, if you watch it, that Rob Lowe Snow White bit happens in this thing where the they like recreated like the Copacabana. They have like old, they they had like old movie stars, but they were old. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, um, and then they, you know, Snow White, and there was a whole thing where like Disney, and this was when um, movies couldn't advertise during the Oscars or studios can advertise during the Oscars uh, to not look improper. I guess they got rid of that though. Um, yeah, Dis- you know, they, they were really like, Disney did not like that Snow White was being used, even though they don't right. own the Snow White character. So like, there's that whole weird thing because like, this was old Hollywood meeting new Hollywood. So here comes Rob Lowe and her and Snow White are singing uh, Roland. Keep the yeah, cameras rolling. Yeah, That's- but they're, yeah, to, Proud Mary, essentially. The Proud Mary, uh, yeah. yeah. And it th- that is a bizarre moment. It's a programming low, I would oh, say. But I do want to say the, the the documentary goes in like people like Hollywood studio execs uh, uh, wrote Gregory Peck like they wrote like open letters saying like how much this was a low point of the Oscars. Hmm. Now a lot of people say that that was the execs at disney were mad that snow white was used this way and that could have been them um making a mountain out of a molehill but like there was like you know for at the time you know a pre-social media time but like people like putting in open letters in variety saying like this was bad which is (laughs) so people did react like like really oh absolutely but but you know what i I think hollywood people i i think most audiences would just watch and be like it's you know to use a, a term my students would use uh it's like this is pretty cringy uh and and remember that as like oh this is a this is a dumb thing that they've done uh whereas obviously like uh people in hollywood have pretty long memories and that and the oscars was like this at the time this hallowed thing yeah uh, and so for that to certainly i think it was a bigger deal for them this not that anybody watches the oscars anymore but for those that that did, uh, you know, this is a big Hollywood, a big moment in, in Hollywood, but it's also anyone watching it is going to have a reaction and will always remember it as more than just cringy. Yeah. Uh, they'll remember it as like this. I don't I, I was about to say I don't want to make too big of a deal of it, but it is a big deal. And it, it really is like the we're talking about the artifice and all that sort of thing. It's the veneer slipping. And you do see, and maybe it's refreshing to some people. I'm sure there are going to be plenty of like anti-Oscar people that are going to be like thinking it's hilarious tomorrow, but it's the idea. It's the realization like, oh yeah, these are just, they're very rich. They're very famous. And that is a different, you know, they, they exist in a different kind of bubble than the rest of us do, but they are still regular people who have, I just mean emotionally. That's not to say this is a regular thing to do. No, no, no. But like, but I know you're not saying that they, they make awful mistakes that yeah. could have like huge, yeah. a huge impact, not just on themselves, but on other people as well. And some people might find it as horrible as it is. They might find it refreshing, you know? Yeah. But that's so, not the right word for it. Do you think, do you think the ratings are going to go up next year? They're like, see who gets slapped next. <laughs> Pot- potentially. <laughs> so the bad joke I've got, of course, is that the snow white thing was a swing and a miss. Hey, and uh, this was a uh, slap and a shout. This one uh, connected. There, That's absolutely. right. There is okay. Trivia time. There is an aspect of that. That was the 1989 Oscars. 
there is an aspect of that show that was introduced that year that has remained for every Oscars ceremony ever since. Do you guys know what it is? Uh, Rob Lowe singing, right? In no, the, no. There's a there was, the there was there was there was a change made during that Oscars. Um, Visual effect that, that has no that that Present. has sort of it has to do with presenting. Oh no! See, that was my answer. I seem to recall Rob Lowe singing in every Oscar every since then. It's something Oscar. like this works His so well. His rendition of No Time to Die Tonight was, <laughs> it was gorgeous. Uh, I gorgeous. do not know the answer. What is it? Okay. They used to say, when they opened up the envelope, uh, they used to say, and the winner is. Right. You'll notice. The Oscar goes Ever to. since 1989, they say, and the Oscar goes to, because Alan, there's like a bit where like Alan Carr is being interviewed before the Oscars. He says, we're not saying, and the winner is, because to me, they're all winners. Uh, and so that's why they just say, and the Oscar goes. They never say winner, because that um, means that everyone else in that category is a loser. Right. Yeah, it implies, um, so that, it implies more competition than he than yeah. than perhaps an art form should aspire to. Right. Yeah, I so everyone think, shits on Alan Carr for doing that Snow White bit, but they still use something that he introduced. Yeah, I'm defending a very rich man. I know, I know you are. I, I, you, you came into this with an agenda to defend him. Pro yeah. Carr <laughs> agenda. Horn it in, <laughs> just like you always do to every conversation we have. Yeah, it's getting tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, you know, we've been seeing obviously the ratings slip and that's a huge deal. And I think there's some reasons for that. Some, which we might get into later as we talk about the actual awards and the categories and things. Um, but I do worry that this could make the Oscars sort of, it could give it a, a level of infamy. Sure. In terms of like, Oh God, type of type of a feeling. Yeah. And that would then further erode. Of course, some people would be like, oh shit, that was awesome. And I'll, you sure. know, but they're not gonna watch the Oscars anyway. They'll watch the craziness on YouTube and then tweet about it. Yeah. Um, or whatever. Um, but so that is the potential danger, is that you know, I I I, I sort of joked a, a little bit ago that uh, you know, Will Smith pulled a Kanye. Right, yeah. you know, which was was that MTV Music Awards? Was that what that was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Music Awards. Yeah, Video, yeah. yeah, the VMAs. Um, I think so. I I'm not. I don't remember. Anyway, I think it's that. Yeah, but he got up and yelled, right, at the VMAs, and we were like, "Oh my God, Kanye, you've made an ass of yourself." Yeah. Think of the moment in like A Star Is Born when Bradley sure. Cooper sort of upstages. Uh, Lady Gaga's moment and like, you're like oh but how would that happen now Will Smith didn't piss himself so I guess there's that I guess that's right. a win he we, just, don't, we don't know we don't know it, yeah. that's true that's a fair point he maybe he pissed himself and thought how do I dire direct people's attention to something <laughs> away else? from this okay yes, they're right. not going to be thinking about their broken arm they're going right. to be thinking about <laughs> exactly. yeah there you go misdirection wow. that's what it's all about he, he is... heard that G.I. Jane joke and he's like it's not much, but I'll take I it. I think I can work with this. I've worked with less. Exactly. <laughs> I was in iRobot. There you go. I can do this. <laughs> um. <laughs> what is Chris Rock? Like, what I need to see, like, him being interviewed. By the way, he doesn't owe me an interview or fucking anything. But I do need to, like, like. You want to make sure he's, like, okay? 
yes on like a human level yes but uh, i'm also just like <laughs> i feel very like, proud of like, him for for underlining that it was a gi jane joke yeah <laughs> i <laughs> really although he's cutting his own jokes on it at the oh moment. i think that's the point like yeah dude this isn't my best stuff that <laughs> yeah. you're reacting to this is the stuff i came up with two minutes ago because yeah, I was like, well, who's in front of me? All right, I can I can make a joke about that. There, yeah. there are there are so many comedians um, complaining about uh, cancel culture and and what they can and can't joke about. And for the most part, uh, I am not very sympathetic to those arguments because the, those comedians are still performing and getting huge, you know, Netflix specials and stuff. Um, but Every Chris Rock might be the first one who has a legitimate complaint in in that um, yeah. area, <laughs> because you know of of um, you know what just happened. Although, can let's just pause. Maybe Chris Rock is not doing any interviews because he's writing his next hour, which is all about this. Oh yeah, this might Will Smith may have just given him the greatest gift you could give a comedian which that is be, that might be true a yeah. source for material yeah this thing is gonna be so deliriously wonderful for him he can talk about like he didn't even want to go to the oscars all the, i'm just you know i can yeah. see the special already i do he's you, gonna make 30 million dollars off of that slap is what i'm saying yeah he could make a lot more if he sued will smith but what that's fine that's fine i don't know i think it gets thrown out they settle you know he probably gets three, five, something in that neighborhood. No, no, no. You do a special. All of a sudden, you are the king. You, he, he should call it King Rock. They, oh, they're, well. I think I just got him $50 million. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we, uh, we should talk about like the rest of the ceremony. Uh, although it has most of it has left my mind at this point. Well, let's uh, go. We did, we did talk a little bit about you've some forgotten. The- the number one cheer moment of all time. <laughs> I have now. Yes. For, is that wait, which one was it? You forgot when all the chips were down. Oh, right. It right. looks like Steppenwolf has gotten all three mother boxes together <laughs> and they've, he's connected them and he's bringing the, theater? Outside. the Chicago theater. Yes. And the the Herman Hess novels too. Uh, <laughs> Step, he's gotten uh, and the uh, the band that sang uh, Magic Carpet Ride. He's gotten them all the all three mother boxes together. Yeah, he is going to bring Darkseid, Desaad, and Granny Goodness to Earth. They're going to turn Earth into the next apocalypse, guys. Oh Superman's no! Superman's been killed. They've oh my gosh! If Superman's dead, then what can they do? What so, hope Superman, is there? There's all the done. heroes of Earth. We've got to do some quick time travel stuff. You know what you need to do is the Flash. He calls on the memory of his father. His father's not dead, but he's in jail. Um, and just saying, like, your son's not a loser anymore. And he goes into that fucking speed force. And that is the cheer moment. Fuck, you know, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. More like Star was because now we're all about the Flash entering the Speed Force. This okay? Is Is it called the Speed Force? Yes, it's been called the Speed Force ever since the Mark Wade run in the nineties. 
No, I'm not asking because I think it's called. I'm asking because I have couldn't yeah. have a, any clue what it's called and also couldn't give a shit less. So two things. Number one. Look, Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> brother is the best thing you've ever done on right. the show. That that goes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we have to shout out Eva, Eva Marie Saint for that because she said Fred Hitchcock. Yes. Fred Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, so th- nothing's going to top that your ability to fake enthusiasm in sorry, nay, nay passion for this nothing moment in a nothing movie is, is up there for me. Tyler, uh, the fact <laughs> that you would say this is fake. You are lucky. I'm over here because you would be getting a, a what you'd be going Chris real Smith Rock, on your you'd, ass. You'd get you'd be getting uh, the full the the fresh prince treatment. They would <laughs> I would listen to to say that this is fake enthusiasm. I would I would it would be a rumble so bad that they would send me to my auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Is <laughs> is all that I'm saying. And you would say, Yo home, smell you later. Uh, right. It would be funny so if he said that after he slapped him. Um but uh, so that's the first point is that I'm I'm I love this bit so much. Uh, the second thing is that it's, so here's the thing. We on this side of, of things, we got through, I want to say, three cheer moments and then my Internet acted up. We yeah. didn't see the last two. Sure didn't. So I didn't know that the uh, that you the, didn't uh, like seriously didn't rewind just to see what it was just to see like guys no I, I was watching live I was not able to rewind oh okay. um and uh and so yeah it's uh so I didn't so you are the one that broke the news to me yeah Do you guys Obviously. know what the second you, you don't know what the second one was what was the second one the second one was uh three spider man oh okay so I guess sure. we I should say we did Three Spider-Man that. from Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. not the, I believe, like five Spider-Man from uh, Into the Multiverse. Correct. Into the yes. Spider-Verse. Uh, so I guess we did, because it, it it froze right as the three of them were, were uh, you know, flying Swinging. around and stuff. Swinging Your around. TV was so astounded. They're like, there can't be anything better. Sure. Three yeah. Spider-Men spidering around. But then your internet connection forgot. Steppenwolf yeah. has now controlled the three mother boxes. What are we going to do? Darkseid <laughs> oh, is a coming. He hasn't been back to Earth since that time. The Amazons uh, and that one Green Lantern, the one moment of Green Lantern we see in that movie, uh, scared him away. And he's Shame on, those- okay, now I'm angry at you. Because you remember more of this than I'm happy with. I don't. I don't have the ability to forget things. We forgot <laughs> okay. it is my Fair superpower enough. and my curse. I can't forget. I can't forget plot lines um, because I'm fascinated by them because I know writers work on them, and then it's not what we talk about. Like we don't. Work's a generous word. Yeah. No, but I know. But like, like these screenwriters have like. There's so many fucking emails between producers. Like, I can tell you. There were so probably so much discussion about the temperature of coaxium in the movie Solo, and that's not what people sure. remember about that movie. But I'm like, they were talking about like, guys, we got to keep the temperature of the coaxium low. They're like, this is what people are gonna remember how they kept the temperature of the coaxium low. Well, in the case of Star Wars, there are there will be some people that are very 
Oh yeah, no, we'll get a whole uh, Quaxium. We'll get its own mini series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Its own so, Disney Plus series. So Jason wrote some notes. So we're just going to go through them, uh, not real quick, but we'll go through them and, and kind of uh, talk you about We're, we're going to speed force through them. We're going to sure, speed. Yeah. Oh, it's going to oh, be boy. inspirational. But it's going to feel to the listener so slow. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I'm just going to jump to the to the things I liked most. Um, I can't remember the supporting actress winner from Minari. What what does anyone remember her name? Supporting at no. Um, oh no, the the um who presented to Troy Kotzer. When you yeah. said Minari, I was thinking of the Johnny Depp movie. What was it called? <laughs> oh my god, was this it? is so fucking terrible. Mini Mommy? Mini Mata. I thought you were still talking. <laughs> no, I'm about gonna that. say Mini Mommy. It's Mini Mommy now. Anyway, when the Minari the Minari supporting actress uh presented to Troy Kotzer. That was wonderful. I think his yeah. speech was, I mean, Ariana DeBose had a very good speech. Yeah, I liked hers a lot. To kick things off. Yes. Never easy being the first the first person to win. Her speech was great. Um, and then I thought Troy Kotzer's speech was just absolutely fantastic. I thought that speech, you know, very it, it was it was everything you'd want. Like um, you know, it was very funny. It was very you could touching. hear the translator getting choked getting choked up. up and i'm like yeah. is this like, guy really a great translator like he yeah. translates i think the, he is emotions. i think he's like that's humanity yeah. um and that speech was so great that you knew the people at abc and disney knew that that speech was the greatest way to get people introduced to the clip of light of Lightyear, the new <laughs> pixar movie that's right. not about said, buzz lightyear toy moment. It's about the human that the toy is based on. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely that. And they that is, looked at each other and said, well, that Troy Kotzer speech, probably not going to top that this year, are we? Exactly. That's what everyone's going to be talking about. That's like, that's well, that's how we're going to introduce Lightyear, which again, folks, Chris Evans tweeted out himself. We should all know this. It's not about Buzz Lightyear the toy. I don't want to hear that from either of you. It's about <laughs> the human that the toy is based on. No, I, I even I though that you. human also yeah. doesn't exist in the Toy Story world, it's also a show. I mean, yeah. by all rights. Yeah, no, it's about Buzz Lightyear. The the like the, it's about the Buzz Lightyear. Light, the Buzz Lightyear, he's in Toy Story, Ian. Just no. the character Buzz Lightyear. They made a movie about Buzz Lightyear now. Yeah. This, Star Command. Star Command. He works for Star Command. He, he has a, Zerg. He has a cat. I think they yeah, added the cat. cat. I don't think that's Toy Story canon. Don't quote me on that. It doesn't matter. This isn't the Toy Story world. This is this is like watching, which by the way, this is what we all wanted. It's like watch an episode well, of Woody Toy Story. Toy Stories pretend. It no, I, we love it, world. but every time we well, watch the movie Toy exists Story, in the real world, it exists in our hearts, which is in the real world too. But guys, but it's, every time yeah, it's a Toy Story world, and then this is Buzz Lightyear. Who's? Uh, it, did you see Toy Story? The, you see Toy yeah, Story too? Uh, uh, they're they're always constantly playing in my mind. Um, <laughs> but this isn't this isn't a Toy Story. This is a toys story. All right, right this is a different story. It's called Lightyear. It's about Buzz yes. Lightyear. Yeah, Herman Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> that was interminable to listen to. I hate you both so much. We are not doing this again next year. I think we talked more about that than we did about Troy Kotzer. What did you guys think of his speech? Oh, I, I genuinely wonderful. thought it was the most. I mean, I I completely cried. Oh, yeah, I, I teared up. Uh, best speech of the night for my money. Oh, and, and, and 
maybe Oscars historians will weigh in on this. Is this the first Oscar acceptance speech to mention Popeye? Mm. Uh, I don't even think I love that you're uh, once again devolving a nice moment to (laughs) trivia. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, that's the thing is, you know, like Robert Altman never won a competitive Oscar. That's true. Had uh, his speech absolutely would have mentioned his adaptation of Popeye. It's (laughs) fucking bullshit that Harry Nielsen wasn't. Those songs are amazing. And I have admiration for some of the movie Popeye, but it's a movie where you see it like literally deflate in front of you. Yes. Um, But there is great stuff in it. Fucking Bill Irwin's physical comedy is great. Harry Nielsen's songs are the best thing in it. And the fact that he, none of those like weren't nominated, I do think it's a travesty. Well, I think the film was not not well received at the time. I think people are like, what the hell am I watching? Uh, which is something that I thought when I saw it as uh, when I watched it on video as a kid. Uh, and then I watched it again in my Robert Altman class. And once again, thought, what the hell am I watching? Uh, <laughs> there are fun moments to it. But for the most part, it's like, this is uh, nightmarish. Uh, some of this stuff, like those somehow, like, you know, Popeye's giant forearms in animated form. It's like, okay, great. Yes. When you see it in real life, you're like, this is horrendous. It's like watching Dick Tracy. It's uh, horrifying. Okay. But yes, going back to what we're supposed to be talking, this always fucking happens. All right. I get angry. I blame Ian. Uh, I also blame Ian. Yeah. We both um, blame you. But uh, but yeah. Uh, no, I thought, I thought Troy Kotzer's speech was really beautiful. And, and I, you know, it is unfortunate that people, I, I, I do agree with you. And I think people tend to remember when things go wrong or when yeah. there's like a, a night, sometimes the unexpected, unexpected moments are, are like, you know, fun and nice. Um, but these really nice, these really like heartfelt uh, speeches tend to just kind of get absorbed into our larger sense of affection for the Oscars without ever like, I, I, something like, I remember really liking uh, like Steven Soderbergh's speech when he won Best Director for Traffic. Fantastic speech. I don't remember what he said, but I remember liking the speech. Really? Yeah, I don't remember he, what he said. He dedicated to all artists. Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. He literally said, I, yeah. I mean, I've, it's like maybe my favorite Oscar speech ever because oh. he said, I've got all sorts of people I'll thank. I'll thank them individually. This isn't the time for that. I want to thank anybody who pursues an art form hmm. and yeah. pursues the the sort of the value of it. he is he is such an artist artist yeah that he basically just took time to thank people for invest not not investing like um money in the arts but like investing their time and their effort yeah. in the arts okay that's well that's great that uh, that's awesome that you guys remember it because i do remember it being like that and then like a few years i guess several years later like spike jones uh winning for uh her screenplay for screenplay for her her. and so like there's a there are a few speeches that i remember they are they're good and they're meaningful but i tend not to remember some of the specifics uh and troy kotzer's speech i feel like for a lot of people maybe there's the uniqueness of it being you know signed uh but as far as like some of the specific things that he says i feel like uh that could just get lost meanwhile the 
the awkwardness and the ugliness is going to be remembered. But I guess that's just yeah. the nature of life, I guess. I, I do think sort of like, you know, Anthony Hopkins wasn't even at the ceremony last year. Yeah. Give it a few years and all of a sudden you go like, oh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins, you, you sort of you can strip away the Oscars and go, oh, Hopkins won a late career Oscar yeah. for this movie, The Father. Wow, that's a really great movie. Yeah. And you've now divorced it appropriately from, yes, but everyone thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win the Oscar yeah, and it was going to be a posthumous Oscar. And they put it at the end of the show and it's this yeah. big thing. It's like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Like the, the Oscars actually yeah. appropriately are much less important than the movie and the performance. But I, I will say it is far preferable that they've done the... Um, the categories in this, the usual, except for the ones that were, except for makeup. except for makeup, we literally thought we had missed it. Yeah. Oh, we that's was- right. Well, that's because they were all, all the pre-taped ones were coming back, were shown after the commercial break, and so it is. Yeah, and so like when they have like the last, right? Have, like, definitely go director, actor, makeup. makeup. That's yeah, that leads yeah. you right. Although yeah. it was interesting because makeup was eyes of Tammy Faye and then leading right into actress. Oh, that's right. So kind of like, work. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Maybe, although, yeah, although, I mean, maybe, yes, I guess when they're pre-taped, they can show them in any order. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe that's why they did that. Yeah. Mm. But it's, it's still kind of, it, it, although they, didn't, it is, they wouldn't know that she, Tammy, like uh, Jessica Chastain would have won. So no, I they guess, wouldn't know for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, so what, well, I mean, most of, most of, let's just sort of, we can cover a bunch of crap yeah, or a bunch of stuff all in one fell swoop. Um, all my chickens in one fell, one fell swoop. That's a little Macbeth for you. Oh yeah. Uh, um, a movie that was, that was, that was stuff. what a movie that was, it didn't win a thing. No, didn't win. No, it only it didn't. nominated for like two things. But anyway, most categories proceeded very much according to expectation. Yeah. Dune won mm-hmm. just a slew of technical Oscars. Uh, okay, here's like here's a quick thing. Here's another rant. Okay, oh, good. Because because I'm Dennis. Hey man, Dennis Miller apparently. Hey babe, <laughs> was that same same hey, cha- as cha- long cha- as the rant is not about an artist who was involved with the previous version of Dune. And how they contributed to the Oscars eight years later, and <laughs> now we all should remember them. Otherwise, I'm fine to hear a rant. Love um, a good rant. No, no, it was it was it was more about. Although I would love to talk about the David <laughs> Lynch version. <laughs> no, of no, no. You seem uh, and now, like my talk about it would be where my inner thoughts would be heard, just like in the David Lynch version of Dune, where he just puts in like the inner monologue that was in the book. Sure. Um, but. There was all this talk about like, oh, why wasn't why don't they nominate the big popular movies? Why wasn't Spider-Man Far From Home nominated? It's weird, like that one was chosen. I mean, I, I know it was a big movie, but then and I kind of want to say, like, isn't Dune one of those movies? Like, isn't it a big popular blockbuster like and it's gotten it was nominated for best picture and it's received all these awards i would also say mad max fury road from a few years ago is another example but like isn't isn't by recognizing dune aren't isn't the oscars doing what people no they should do no i'll I'll tell you exactly that's i'm so glad you linked those two movies they're fantastic uh comps mad max and and dune are are perfect comps Mm. they're the weird popular movies 
Yes. They're not a Spider-Man. Guess what? My parents didn't go see Dune. They don't give a shit. You're not going to see Dune in the in the top five cheers. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Fucking Duncan Idaho is his last stand. Definitely in a scene in a sequence we've seen, I don't know, eight billion times in better movies. Not not with Momoa and with more emotion behind it. But yeah, let's talk about that scene. It's a perfectly fine, it's well staged. It's well not when he, it's you well know, he uses it's the fine. voice on those the guys in the helicopter. He uses the voice. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Tell me more about the voice, please. It's really stimulating. See, this is why it's are you saying you don't like Dune? That was the best version of Dune. I'm sure it was. It's better than the book, I honestly think. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> I and yet, if this, is, this is the top of the scale, where's Dune? It's you know, it's over here. You're you're talking about some of the sequels where like Paul, like one of his sons, becomes a sand person. Let me be very clear. I'm talking about the Dune that was nominated for all those damn awards tonight and won a bunch of them. It's a good movie. Except director, damn it. And and all of the technical stuff, I think it's very well, very well deserving, but it's not like it made three hundred million dollars domestically. It still did pretty well, especially since yes, it, it did pr- came it out did, during when Omicron was. Of, of course, of, it did yeah. pretty well, but it didn't do shockingly well. It's no, it, I think it, it did. It didn't make it didn't make enough money to vault it into, um, like it, it it wasn't like popping in everybody's conversation the way a lot of these other movies are the way something like the matrix did and you know it won a bunch of technical oscars in 99 you know it just is not that kind of movie it's 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 a little more esoteric like and i think it's more the just tonally i think it's it's more serious there are like a couple moments of attempted like comic relief but yeah, you know, it's like, not uh, like uh, it's Harvey not Bardem a crowd on the floor what no. was that you don't like harvey r bardem spinning on the floor no and then I mean, yeah, I, I don't sure. mind that scene. Oscar it's Isaac's not, it's not Lord of the Rings. Show, right? It's not Titanic. It's not Avatar. These are the kinds of big movies people mean when they mean a big movie like that. I'd honestly say, like, I, in terms of craft, I think you could maybe compare these two. But something like 1917 is, I think, something that people had just sort of the average person has a little bit easier time connecting with mm-hmm. than something mm-hmm. like Dune that has a lot of, I don't think it's particularly complex political machinations, but they're there. You have to learn all these new words and, and new terms and things like that. So I think, again, I'm talking about just the average person. I think there's a, there's a big dis- disconnect from that kind of big movie and a big movie like Spider-Man, which is just so much more, so much easier to watch. It asks very little of you. Yeah. Even though I think it's very good. I, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I'm not I trying to d- disparage that movie. I like it quite a bit, but I think there's a difference. But I, th- I think it, it was just so weird because this, I, spe- I think, especially when you look at some of the winners, especially, this was um, the films that were recognized were the films that I thought were down the middle crowd pleasers. That's not necessarily criticism, but I think, you know, for example, Coda, Coda is a movie you could show anyone and they'd be into it. It's very easy to watch. I mean, to be frank, this is not necessarily criticism. It is shot a lot like television. Oh, my um, God. you're completely right. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is a down, the, like down the middle crowd pleaser. And I'm like, 
this isn't this what people are talking about when they say like Oscars should um, recognize movies that people dig. Like this is, yeah. This doesn't is I mean? Doesn't about. it feel in many ways like Green Book? I didn't. I, I never saw Green Book. That's okay. I, I think without it. seeing it, you get it. Yeah. I yeah. see. No, I see what. But yeah. Although I felt, I felt Coda um, as much as yes, as, as much as it was a very simple story um, and maybe not a lot of surprises. I do think it spent time dealing with the emotions of stories where the they weren't like skipped over the, all the scenes with the family battling with each other were like dealt head on. Um, uh, and like there were moments could be a little more contemplative again, still in a way that like fits, like just, you know, like it could have been split up. into like four chapters. And been a oh, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was I mean, like, and there's some really nice, you know, um, yeah. Without spoiling it for Tyler, like, the moment with Troy Kotzer on the back of the truck. Fucking no one is going to not be hit by that scene. I don't care. It, of course. Is, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a it's like that's a scene that's a little I'm surprised they didn't use that. I'm surprised they didn't. So am I. So am yeah. I. I thought I thought that I mean my wife after the movie said, like, well, there's his, you know, there's his yeah, there's his Oscar. There's the scene. Yeah. There's the clip. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and and I will say, and and Jason already mentioned it, this is the first time in I don't remember since I started getting into movies. This is the first time that the movie that has won Best Picture is a film I've not seen. Um, like, and the first time that happened to me in forever was Green Book. Yeah. And, and then I saw it like, yeah. I don't know, six months later. And it, and sometimes it's just like I. Whatever is sort of favored to win, it's like, oh, I guess I should see it. And I try to see all the nominees if I can. Um, but no, I haven't seen all of, uh, drive my car. Let's say most of drive my car. I saw like 20 minutes of it. And then, uh, I hated it. That's not true. I just didn't get a chance to return to it. I actually loved what I saw, but, um, and I didn't see Coda. Uh, and then, but honestly, and we can talk about this. I thought like, well, Coda, I mean, you know, it's, it's looking like it's going to get supporting actor and, uh, and that's kind of it. So I, I, I didn't feel like I had a deadline. I didn't feel uh, no, like been, I needed to see it. And then and it's suddenly, been around for a long time. It's been, around it's for been a long on time. Apple TV yeah. for a long time. And, and so, you know, go ahead. So, fa- so like the fact that like, then it starts getting some, some various guild awards. And it's like, son of a bitch. Am I going to have to like, it's not that I didn't want to see it. I just, you know, these days I haven't had a lot of time to watch anything, but uh, it's also just so interesting for because we do this, you know, the three of us are part of this uh, Oscar uh, awards uh, league draft thing, yeah. And you know, so we've been tracking this stuff for months, for you know, it's like six months at this yeah. point, yeah. Uh, and for and for five and a half of those months, it was all power of the dog all the time. Mm-hmm. It gets a single win, albeit a big one. For director, yeah, but it's just so fascinating going into the Oscars. Like when that the, is something worth talking about. Yeah, in a moment. like when the when the nominations were announced, everyone like it. It got what like eleven nominations. Like yeah, it led yeah. the pack. Uh, and then just for whatever reason, uh, it all this stuff starts falling away. And Jason and I like throughout the evening, there came a moment where we both had the same thought at the same time, which is like, hey, shit, Power of the Dog hasn't won anything, and specifically it hasn't won the stuff that it was most likely to win 
Yeah. Um, like score, adapted screenplay, possibly supporting actor. And it's just like, well, you kind of draw the line of like, okay, maybe you don't, I guess maybe you want to split up and not give it screenplay and director, but you would go, okay, well, let's go editing. And for a long time, thought supporting actor. Yeah. So then you, you sort of get, and score, you get those three in there and then you give it director and you go, okay, yeah, it, it's one of the big movies. Yeah. Now it feels almost, it feels a little perplexing that it won yeah. best director because it feels so much like a non entity in terms of the, the awards. And what a fascinating inverse. Yeah. To Dune because yeah. Dune wins a ton of stuff. Yeah. And is not nominated for a director. Right. This wins nothing except director. Yeah. And so, like, what, what do the Oscars think a director does uh, <laughs> at this point? So, yeah, it was uh, so that was such just such an odd development going like going in. I wasn't I, I figured everyone knew she was going to win director. But then when nothing when it got nothing else leading up to it, it's like, is she even going to win director? Uh, and then it's like, and if she does, are they going to give it? picture as well and then the only thing it won was director and picture i guess like they don't like to do that but yeah even, you know what they like to do even less director is the sole uh win for right. a movie it's it's very strange yeah it although, although um you can uh, i mean she won writing as well um the director of coda and it does it is a film where like the writing and acting is the authorial voice of, of that movie more than yeah. the directing again it's it's not yeah, the directing is almost non-existent yeah it's not poorly well it's the directing it's um you know it's directing to get to just get across the story which mm-hmm. is, i don't think it is a, a bad thing it's not but it's not directing that calls where would you like to put itself. the camera for this scene uh i don't know where are the actors yeah right, just, yeah just, just point it there but Did that's how that's, all right i think we're good but people who, and I think there are a lot of creators who are just thinking about the writing and the acting first, and so like that's that's where they're coming from, and they don't want they don't want the directing to get in the way of that, and that's why things are lit. You see the actors; they're getting them from the basically from the torso up. Yeah, um, and people. I'd are like arranged. to underline that point just for a moment. Uh, boy, I wrote this screenplay. I just hope the directing doesn't get in the way of the story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, hope, but there are... I hope I don't direct this really well so that it fucks up my story. I hope but I don't think are... of some good shots that convey meaning without the words that I've written on. I hope it doesn't elevate these words in any way, shape, or form. I'm not making fun of you, or I'm not trying to. No, I know. I'm more underlining my frustration because, as you kind of said, like, Coda is such a, it's a 75 mile an hour pitch down the middle of the plate. Mm-hmm. It is. And by the way, out of fact, again, I don't want to like Chris it because I did enjoy the film, but like the, it is the best version of that. It's the best. I don't even know of, if I think that. Oh, okay. I think Troy Kotzer's is pretty great, but I think yeah. there's, there are so many like kind of lame. Oh my God. Oh, the parents oh. are having sex and it embarrasses the daughter. And now they're still talking about it. Wow, this sure a lot is of the high school quirky. stuff, and and I will say like, the the music teacher like is a oh my character. gosh that is a sitcom character that is a, he yeah. is Martin Short's character in the fucking Father of the Bride movies. 
I mean, Tyler, when you see the movie, you'll see what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Just through just kind of absorbing things, I have heard about the music teacher. Uh, music teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. choirs. And would you believe that he thinks she has a voice? Huh. Yeah. But she. But don't uh, don't keep that voice quiet. No. Wow. Hide it under a bushel. No. Hide that under a bushel. No. She's gonna let it shine. That's. Let right. me give you a, a quote about David Bowie and Bob Dylan that doesn't really. Nope. I don't want to shit on this movie again. <laughs> I like. Because I, 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 I enjoyed the do. movie. I. It's. It's a good movie. Or no. It's an okay movie. Honestly, it's an okay movie. No, I say it's a good. It's that good. Is it's, I. It certainly is elevated by its performances. Yeah, the performances and that's why it's good. are it's, good. Performances elevated. Yeah, yeah, but that's why it's. I think it's it's frustrating. I think it, from what I've heard, it was the screenplay format is was done in a novel way, um, just like an interesting way that incorporated sign language. Oh, I don't know quite what that means. I haven't I haven't seen the screenplay. Oh, oh they probably um, release it. They release every screenplay. I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they will. Um, but it it actually does frustrate me that the movie won screenplay but then promising young woman frustrated me last year yeah like these are two movies that have incredible concepts really good performances and i think the screenplay is like a mess like in both movies boy i wish i'd seen coda wait coda the screenplay isn't a mess it's just not ambitious I think the music teacher and everything he says is a mess. I think the lame, like awkward sex jokes, like they're not. No, I think even like that pays off to be awkward. It's not funny enough to be funny. So it's just it's stuck in the middle. And so I'm like, what are you? Some scenes I was like, what are you doing in this scene? Are you trying to have the the laziest possible beats in this scene? That's what it seems like. I will say the the, the, by it, but it's, the sex stuff is it it comes out of the fact that she is in this um, predicament where she is their uh, the vo- translator for her parents the voice of her parents and that means she's put occasionally in situations where you would not want to be around your parents and so like there's her their, yeah, their yeah. doctor tells them not to have sex because they have jock itch and she's the one who has to like tell them that oh um, i see that. and and i meant more like when the the guy's over yeah and they're practicing and then they hear the parents that is, having sex that's very that becomes a very sitcom thing because then yeah. she gets mad at the boy and, so yeah. what i mean when i say it's a mess is like it's got these it's you talked about sort of the family stuff so it's got these really strong family scenes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then these come these scenes that belong in a totally different movie everything with like, the school everything with school yeah how how are you not able it's to understand where your the strength of your writing is go toward that we don't need this other crap like or you, you've got to elevate that to bring it up to the level of the family stuff because otherwise your movie's just sort of like a teeter-totter and it just that's so that's what i mean when i say it's a mess yeah um, did you this is this is a criticism that's going to sound harsher. I want to just specify: Did I cry in Coda several times? Yep, me too. It's a very, it's very yeah. emotionally impactful. You fucking guess me. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you? I could not stop thinking about Mr. Holland's opus during this movie, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking like mm-hmm. it when the year Mr. Holland's opus was out, it was not seen as remarkable. But I think 
this does a lot of what that movie did. It's not, it doesn't go over years like the way Mr. Holland's Opus did, but it's literally the plot is like the inverse of Mr. Holland's Opus. You're right. That one, he has a deaf son who can't. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm thinking like, this is someone taking, you know, it, it, this would have been like, um, not a touchstone film, but like those maybe touchstone, like those Disney live action movies that would come out. I honestly, like a lot of them were sports films. Um, and would have been like solid and would have been like solid B plus movies. Um, but I say this is the best version of that because it's willing to like those scenes with the families, like they don't look away. They don't. Well, usually when we say like, oh, they're not censored. It's not like people are fucking swearing at each other. Like I do. Uh, It's just like those moments feel real, like feel that have a genuine authenticity to them uh, that you don't, I guess you don't really feel for a lot of movies like Mr. Holland's Opus, which is, which I don't hate. I remember doing that. I don't either. It's, and it definitely, it's a film that I often, uh, cite for different reasons, some positive, some negative. Uh, and yeah, that's a film that I'm pretty sure the only Oscar it was nominated for was actor. Yeah. Um, but Jay uh, Thomas for best supporting actor, right? He was the the gym teacher who was like, is his friend? Jay oh, Jay Thomas. Oh, I thought you said oh. Jane Thomas. Uh, yeah, uh, Jay, uh, Jay Thomas, RIP, who, yeah. uh, you know, his, in my view, his biggest, like, cultural legacy is, like, coming on, uh, go, going on Letterman and Letterman telling uh, the, Lone yeah, Ranger joke the Lone Ranger story. Story every year, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, um, so can we I, can, we can, can I, oh, what, I wanted to, this, this leads into um, the observation I was mentioning to you about new Oscar voters, new right. Oscar members, yeah. and what I'm dubbing the Sundance effect. And I'm very interested to see if this continues over the next few years. So both, um, so you mentioned Mr. Holland's Opus studio movie. So this yeah. is sort of the- That was in- like one of those live action Disney movies. Am I- yeah, I this Disney? is, Coda on the other hand, is a Sundance darling where- maybe five, six, seven years ago, Sundance had really kind of lost its cachet in terms of like, it wasn't like there were, there weren't really movies coming out of Sundance that were making a big impact. However, um, after the Oscars so white thing, um, the Academy has added a lot of new members, a lot of younger members. Yeah. And I think those young members are the reason that movies like Coda and Promising Young Woman, another sun, big Sundance movie, are now sort of being brought in. Um, I'm and I'm I'm not using those two. I'm not trying to say that this is a negative. I'm just trying to observe that this is kind of an interesting thing that is starting to happen. And I wonder if that's why we're starting to see. You know, it's it's not like people are going to be able to make much of an argument, or enough people are going to make an argument for. I don't know power of the dog to win best sound or something sure. or something like that over dune but when it comes to these these other categories like screenplay and supporting actor i think you're going to see some of these movies creeping in particularly to the industry because of those new members who have a lot of you know a lot of them have involvement with with sundance and they really do want to champion some kind of 
smaller indie movie. And we've seen it over the last two years. And I'm just curious to see how that, if, if that trend, if that will be, truly become a trend. And I'm also wondering if that is how you get something like Jane Campion only winning director. I mean, in that sense, what seemed like was a true, um, I guess, critical position, which yeah. uh, was that Power of the Dog was the best film, Campion's the best director, all these things. Almost, It's almost like it got distilled into, well, we love Jane Campion, and so we want to give her the Oscar. Right. But, oh, shit, we forgot to fill out fill anything else out because we kind of have all these other things we want to do we want to give this movie a couple things we want to give doing these things over here and you know and so i think that's kind of how something like that happens so again i'm just curious if that is a trend we're going to start seeing and i'm wondering how that's going to affect or if it's going to affect viewership because those smaller movies a movie like coded did it did it even play in theaters yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't technically it had was it? to, right? Okay. Yeah. So it did have a qualifying run. Yeah. Um, I think Apple probably gave it a better theatrical run than Netflix did Power of the Dog, though. Probably, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so I'm I'm very I'm just curious how that's gonna play out. You know, and there have been, I feel like this year more so than any other, not that it's a new conversation, but like so many people talking about the relevancy of the Oscars, the viewership of the Oscars, all that sort of thing. And then it's getting to the point that there have been articles written about like, stop showing it on network TV. It has become a niche thing. It should stream on Netflix. It should stream, you know, on some other platform. Uh, and that I think is really interesting. Um, I don't think they could do that. Just like it can't. Sure. Just cause like so many of those streamers have, you know, movies in contention yeah. if it's shown on i mean you can say like abc's is owned by disney but there's it feels like there's enough buffers probably not, yeah know, but it feels like there's enough buffers in between but if it's like if we're literally seeing like the Os oscars on netflix that feels weird yeah that yeah. feels that feels improper it yeah. does feel improper and it would be that would be a big change for somebody like Netflix to do a live show. But the big, sure. the big thing is, you know, the Academy uses the high view. The whole reason they're playing ball with ABC or trying to is because they want high viewership because then they get a higher payout. Sure. And so if it's, if it's reduced to, it is a niche thing, then all of a sudden they're not going to get, they, they won't be able to, I guess, license that, or they, that won't right. be as valuable a thing to them. Um, so I, I think they're, they're more incentivized to attempt to make it a bigger thing. I think we've said this, the way to do that is, you know, we really liked the inclusion of the bond, the, the celebration of James Bond. Yeah. I think they need to promote these things. In like, it is, yeah. It is weird that like, they don't, make a bigger deal like we didn't see like godfather stuff or bond stuff right right because if they did i think that would that would draw people in they can't depend on people sticking around for two hours that they don't care about and then seeing the thing but if they pro if they tease it the way any good award show does the way like well, the way the grammys the, are like 
you're going to see performances by this person, this person, mm-hmm. and this yeah. person. They like, did. They did hype up the performance of "We Don't Talk About Bruno." Yeah, yeah. that was and, the only. Thing. Yes. And then, like you, you mentioned this, like you were talking about the Justin Timberlake song from Trolls, which was nominated. Yeah, and it kicked off everything that particular ceremony. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember being like, "I'm this song is getting this performance is getting me hyped up." Yeah, uh, and like, but yeah, imagine if they had like kicked off this ceremony with we don't talk about bruno which no, admittedly is they catch it off with beyonce which is huge i get that that's yeah that's true that's, that's true. pretty big um but uh and what did she she did the uh the song, the song from king Richard. that's right okay yeah. so so there's a yeah and she's but obviously like quite, a big star it's not the t- same type of song as can't stop the feeling yeah, and it is it's a different kind of energy. And certainly that yeah. that Encanto performance I thought was great. I, I thought yeah. it was like and I've not seen and I've I haven't seen the film. I've heard of the song. I'm part of uh I'm part of several I'm part of like a, a dad's group on Facebook, and all of them are like, I am so tired of this fucking Bruno song. <laughs> and so so I was just like, okay, so that's that's what's awaiting me in my future. Yeah. Um I, I but, should say the actual song doesn't have lyrics about being at the Oscars. I want you to know oh, that's, that's too bad. bad. Yeah. You know it's what? I'm weird out. that a song has changed its lyrics to be about the Oscars. Like, that's not usually what happens. They don't say like, "Oh, can you please change? Can you do a, like a Weird Al thing about being at the Oscars?" It's like, why are they doing this? Especially since this is the most known song, and it's a song that people, if they're coming for any song, it's it's this one. Why is this one being altered? Yeah, can this one stay the same? Yeah, most of any of them, but then you can't make the nominated. You can't tweak nominated songs sure. to be about the. Oscars. Is there a thing you can't tweak nominated songs? Like you can't change lyrics or something? I mean, I don't. I don't or, know. Uh, they, you uh, should. they sure did. Uh, for um, uh, it's hard out here for a pimp where they, oh, they didn't right. say they didn't say bitches. They said witches. Yeah, which is you know spookier. That's true. Um, true. It, it would be much harder. Or a pimp, yeah. We had yeah, to do like, <laughs> It's like I got to stay on their good side. Like I really just need to convince. I don't them want to be- have tremendous business sense. <laughs> exactly, that power dynamic is really shifted. There's nothing worse for a pimp a couple of than times. to be turned into a frog. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Same thought. The uh, first rule of pimping: don't turn into a frog. <laughs> it's the first thing that day one yeah. of pimp school. Oh, yeah, there, and there you are, turned into a frog, and you're like, shit. <laughs> How am I gonna get out of this? Um, okay, so uh, any other? Any I was last... wondering if you wanted to talk about that. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, I there's a lot. There's actually several things that I liked about the in memoriam uh, this this year. Okay. Um, I liked. I mean, they've had live performances. You know, yeah. It's usually yeah. like one person singing yes. a mournful song. Yeah. This was a, a group of people. A choir, a choir singing several songs and adding a sense of celebration to it. This idea that like, yes, we're sad they're gone, but we're also celebrating who they were and who they, what they contributed. And I remember really liking that. And then I actually, uh, like, you know, Tyler Perry talking about Sidney Poitier, I kind of thought like, okay, he's, he's paying tribute to one person in particular, and then we're going to jump into the in memoriam. But then Bill Murray talking about Ivan Reitman, yeah. and then Jamie Lee Curtis and her adorable puppy talking about <laughs> Betty White. And I remember thinking like, you know, on one hand, it's it's like, boy, how do they decide who's going to be singled out for this? You know, That was a weird Betty, thing. Betty White, I get. 
Betty White and and frankly, Sidney Poitier, I get. Um, Ivan Reitman less so, but at the same time, like he's worked with a lot of people and I'm sure Bill Murray, maybe he asked them like, hey, I, I want to do something about Ivan Reitman. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But uh, but they but I liked how they worked them in. Um, and it was kind of it was in its own way, not so much fun, probably isn't the word, but it it felt like a nice way of honoring like those three in particular. But just in general, like it it didn't feel like, you know, this dirge. It did feel like a like a celebration of yeah. of the these people's contribution to uh, to their craft. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I was. I was surprised that it it went with that type of tone, but um, you know it, it it it's a weird it weird is it can that that section can stand out because it's such a solemn moment in between yeah um, froth I suppose hmm. um, that that and that just makes it stand out more and you can see that leads to some awkwardness. And sure, then, sure. And, and then, yeah, this makes it fit into the show more. I guess you're kind of walking a line because it's not sound too cheery. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah. I think I it do, was a, okay. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting pivot. Yeah. I think I like that they're respectfully experimenting. Yeah, with, with different things. I was I was sort of on the fence about seeing the choir and them being like quite so prominently placed because then it starts to feel like the screen with the person that has passed behind them is kind of an afterthought. Uh, but you know what? I it, it I warmed to it and I actually I actually liked it quite a bit. Like okay. if you told me on paper, this is what we're going to do. I don't think I would immediately respond positively. But seeing how it played out, I'm sure there's maybe a, 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 some tweaking and maybe some fine tuning that needs to happen. But for the most part, if they were to do something like that next year, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, here's a question. Is this the first show? So they don't put, do the Governor's Award, Irving Thalberg Award, stuff like they don't show that they don't. Those aren't presented live anymore, um, which might have been like the first sign <laughs> that they're just going to throw things away. Um, yeah. But is this year where they didn't even show they didn't like, even show footage of it? Images, I mean, they yeah. referred footage, to yeah. Samuel Jackson winning the gun, but there's no uh, Elaine May, who yeah. I was so excited to that she won an Oscar because she's directed four movies. By the way, each of them I like a lot, mm-hmm. including Ishtar. I I will defend that movie, especially the first third of that movie. I'll defend that movie all fucking day. Okay. Um. Um. And so it, it it meant a lot to me that she that that you can be some she is clearly someone who never liked directing movies and there would be just these long stretches um, and despite that she still made great work and I, and I like you know there's there's so much fucking um, emphasis on people who hustle and go to your love right. Elaine May is kind of the speaks for the people that I relate to who don't like anything uh, and don't like working at all, but still, but still have to like, still have some feelings about making things because we think that everything else that's made is so bad and we can do it better. 
but we also don't like to work and so we're stuck in this conundrum she is like the patron saint uh for people like me and so it it it, it's wonderful and elaine may is not talked about enough i think um as because she's such an important force in comedy like the history of comedy and it would have been nice i think and bill murray's up there and he's a favorite he presented the award to her it's like how about we get elaine may show her some love i am so in agreement with you like you don't like anything ian i i agree yeah (laughs) no but i'm I'm in agreement with your point like those are an opportunity one show a clip of the speech or or that night but it's also it's another opportunity to celebrate movies yeah and that should be what the uh, if the oscars are going to pivot that's what they if, if you can give someone a lifetime achievement award it means you think they had a lifetime of work that's really yes. valuable so do a montage of it have people talking about it do a one minute thing to talk about why did we give this person an award and people will go oh shit it's like a, it's an easy human interest story opportunity if nothing else to go like oh here's this really cool person who had these ideas and liked these things or hated every or whatever it is. And you kidding me? You can't, you can't fill a montage with Samuel L. Jackson moments. Exactly. Are you kidding instead? And this is, uh, this is not Amy Schumer's fault, but because she is who she is, it sounded so inconsequential and condescending to say, we thank you for your contributions to the art of film. It was like, uh, that kind of seems like you just slapped, I, yeah <laughs> i didn't Wilson, actually maybe think will smith got the idea <laughs> right exactly but like it it undercuts them way too much and it's a really big opportunity that the oscars should lean into but i think that's 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 who we are versus what the oscars are thinking about don't get me wrong i for my money, the Oscars should only be lifetime achievement awards. You know, but like, like Sam Jackson, that, you can get Sam Jackson. By the way, or like, didn't they give like one clips? to Mel Brooks recently? Uh, I feel like somewhere recently, uh, or, or, or somebody did. like like yeah. there are people who like if you t- if you said like because yeah, I I didn't know Samuel L. Jackson had gotten a lifetime achievement award until tonight. And I oh, like, really? imagine- because on Twitter, like there's clip like Denzel yeah. Washington gave a, the speech. And there's yeah. like clips going around like, this is really sweet. Why wasn't this shown? Yeah. Denzel Washington like, saying all these very nice things about If Sam you're and trying Trump. to get people to watch, Samuel yeah. Jackson, for example, is someone that people know and As, they and they have a huge association with. And they really like him. And they would love yes. the opportunity to like, oh, Denzel Washington is saying nice things about Samuel Jackson. We get like a nice tribute to his career. And then we get a speech from him. I feel like people would actually tune in for that. Yeah, but I do think that I, you know, among the many things that are contributing to the Oscars going away or or just diminishing, I think it is just you two. The idea that like if there is a moment, uh-huh. whether it be on SNL or a late night talk show, whatever it is, I, I I lately I've been fascinated by like the world of late night talk shows and this idea that like if you missed Johnny Carson's monologue, you missed it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even have they didn't really even rerun it. Uh, it might be an eclipse show if something was particularly would, good, but yeah. it would just be it would just be gone for the most part. Uh, so, and you don't want to be the person that didn't see it if something amazing happened. Right. Well, these days, you know, wait, not maybe not even a full day, 
wait a couple of hours and whatever amazing thing that everyone's going to be talking about can be seen. And so I'm sure even, yeah, you don't have to spend the two hours or hour and a half watching the show and all the commercials, you can just get the, the one thing that popped. And so even if they did decide to like honor the, the, the lifetime achievement uh, winners, um, which, you know, we would enjoy uh, that as a, as a potential way to like bring people in. I don't think that's even, uh, but you're thinking about young people. I am thinking about that's the whole reason to do, to tease all of these things is to get older viewers who do not have a habit. So my parents were in town recently. Sure. And I was talking with them about, uh, streaming services that make original content. And now when I say that sentence, there's no question what I mean to the three of us. That's correct. They stopped me and said, what's original content Oh boy for people like that. They need the commercials when they're watching their TV shows that have commercials, which they still watch that say the Oscars are coming this Sunday with, and you're going to see, we're going to tribute the Godfather. Oh, that's kind of interesting. And we're going to have a Samuel L. Jackson tribute. It's like, it's those generations. That's true. Those are the people, the eyeballs you're trying to get. And I think they also, I think they want younger people because that's a more desirable demographic. You can literally charge more money for advertisers. If it you're is. saying we're, we're, we're this much more popular with young people. But increasingly, I think anything that's on network TV is just skews older by, yeah. by just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, you're totally right. And yet CBS still exists as a network yeah oh there's <laughs> there is a reason that they emphasize that like they let kevin costner talk as long as he wanted and because i i really like star- that actually. no it's i'm i was fine i love it, it but like he's the star of yellowstone yellowstone is watched by older folks that's not a network show we say it's that. not a network show but um, uh but it is a very popular show yeah and so and with a with a very different you know, with not a young demographic and not a particularly liberal demographic, as far as I can tell. He also um, directed Dances with Wolves, yes. which is a kind of Western. Yeah. And and for which he won. I forget. I sometimes forget that he's an actual Oscar winner. For, yeah. An Oscar winning director. Yeah. Um, but uh, but looking, yeah, like he's can, looking sharp, by the way. Yeah. And it's and yeah, I I, I was not necessarily bothered by his uh by the length of his speech, it felt like it had weight to it. You you didn't like it, Ian. You felt no. like Jane Campion. You thought it was, she, she, she got up and she said that was very dramatic. Yeah, maybe that's why I liked it. I'm like, here is a movie star talking about his first experience seeing a movie. And do you think that four hour epic had anything to do with Dances with Wolves? Of course it did. Sure. And open range, which I saw oh, a clip from boy. recently and realized I need to watch again. We saw that movie together we in sure theaters did. in 2003. Best friends. <laughs> All right. Ian, I'm sorry. You're not part of the best friends gang. Have you seen open range? I don't think I have. Which one's it's that? Costner, Duvall. Annette Benning, no. Michael it's, Gambon. Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, I wasn't. Uh, 2003 was a weird year for me. It's a very mm. interesting Western in that there's very, I mean, there's almost no violence until the last 15 minutes. I'm out. Nope. And, and, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Oh, boy. 
I probably saw like four movies in 2003. That was not a good time for me. I'm sorry to hear that. Damn it. Ian, were were two saw... of the Matrix sequels? Uh, that and the it's... Italian job and then finding I think me. I saw Lord of the, the... Rings. I actually don't know if I saw any of the Matrix sequels as much as I love the Matrix. What? Um, that was a weird time because I because the buzz on them was really bad, like from the jump. Sure. I saw even though that, I like even though I'll defend Matrix Reloaded. I saw that four times in theaters. Reloaded or Revolution? Second time very reluctantly. Okay. I saw the third one twice, the second time very reluctantly. Yeah. I saw I probably just saw X2 and Hulk. Um in 2003. Ang Lee's Hulk. That movie is great. I will sort of defend some of that movie. I will defend, will you defend I will, more. Will you defend Hulk more than Ishtar? No, Ishtar is a genuinely great comedy. And you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe, so you guys aren't, maybe you guys aren't into this honesty, but you know what? Telling the truth can be dangerous business. If you tell people you play accordion, you won't get hired for a rock and roll band. Is that a quote from Ishtar? That is the song that they do in it. They're, they're songwriters. They write songs. And the fucking... Uh, all the stuff in New York in Ishtar, the first, again, like the first third of the movie, I I put up against any of the comedies of the 70s and 80s. Genuinely great. As Dustin Hoffman, stuff he's doing in those, um, that sequence is good as anything in Tootsie. I honestly believe that. Okay. Um, when they go to Ishtar, when they go to the Middle East, the, the only, you know, the, it's because that's the only gig their manager could get them. Things get kind of ropey from there because things get more plot heavy. There's good stuff. Charles Grodin, great, sure. um, but because there's there's a whole kind of a plot that they're dealing with, yeah, things aren't um, th- the that it, that doesn't help. But that doesn't help the it's comedy. Feeling very, I, now I haven't seen it. It's feeling very some like it hot in some ways. Uh, no, I mean it, it was meant to be a be a parody tribute uh, to um, like Hope and Crosby, Crosby movie. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Where, but I mean, yeah, Some Like It Hot too is like, well, they're on the run from the mob and this is their, in Ishtar, they're caught up, they're in a, they're in Ishtar and they're caught up between American intelligence and other countries. And there's, I mean, there's a funny stuff in the, they're in a bazaar and they're like, I thought we saw some Russians. No, the Russians are dressed like this and the, the Americans are dressed like Russians and is a whole funny thing. But uh, again, them as terrible songwriters who think they're great uh, except when they don't in New York, you wish that was a whole movie. It, it's it is Dustin, it should have been. I also, um, <laughs> well, yes. Uh, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a yeah. wonderful Christmas. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and you know what? I haven't seen Ishtar. I remember my mom was a big fan of Ishtar, which it marks against you, by the way. Um, and, uh, but I do remember that uh, I believe it was Siskel and Ebert's least favorite movie of that year. It, it was on a lot of worst lists. Uh, again, I think that was blown out. I, I think that, again, that was a studio exec, the studio exec who took over Columbia you know, just, just not liking it, that he inherited this movie. I think that, I think that's, that, that's what got the buzz around. And also Elaine may, you know, it, you know, she hadn't directed a movie in 10 years and Warren Beatty was like, I'll be, you've never had a producer who protected you. Um, He said he would be that he kind of wasn't. And I love that this has devolved into a lot of Ishtar talk. That's fine. 
folks, I'll do, you know what? I'll do the Ishtar minute. The Ishtar <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Godspeed. Uh, I think you're going to get some cease and desist letters from <laughs> Elaine May. Like, please don't bother. Good. To, be, to be recognized by Elaine May at all <laughs> would be an honor. Um, if only to be told to be uh, cease and desist. So uh, real quick, I will say I've got an early class tomorrow and I've got an Oscar party to clean up after. So do we have uh, any uh, Oscar party? It's just me, Jason, Jen, and uh, other family members for a short time. Um, any other big, uh, big things to, to mention? Did we talk about Will Smith? Oh, shit. Will Smith. Okay. So this whole... So this I think thing it's blown happened. out of proportion. I think no one's going to remember it. I think it'll be fine. I think he's going to, you know what? Not going to bounce back. I think he already did with that speech. I think he totally. Uh, minutes one and two, not so much. Minutes sure. three through nine, gold. gold. Uh, but yeah, so uh, listeners, I'll definitely throw this out. Like I- I'd love to know your thoughts on just the Oscars in general, certainly. The but concept, obviously, yeah, Will Smith, and and you know what, and the concept of the Oscars in general. Feel free to weigh in on that. But yeah, just like, am because because there are times, you know, I mean, I've I've called it ugly. I talked about how it made me uncomfortable. I said like, by he's being physically violent. That is mm-hmm. that's like unconscionable. Like that's, and part of me wonders if I'm if if I'm overreacting. I don't know. I can't. I I, I think those are legitimate. It, it again, kind of like with Smith himself internalizing what Chris Rock said and that meaning what kind of, I don't want to say issues, but whatever history that he's yeah. going across. I think that's, that's what we, that's what we all do. We take outside stimuli yeah. and just marry it to um, our individual sensitivities. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do think there's something to be said for, most people, when they're, if you were at a dinner party, you would probably know the moment and sort of you would hold back from expressing some of those feelings. And so the stage that he was on, he knew where he was. And yeah. And so it it just makes it all the more shocking. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a word that I don't think I've I've used, but it's it is shocking and it's rare. Just, you know, I feel like certainly at the Oscars, but it's rare to be witness to something shocking like that. Uh, yeah. I remember I was at a, uh, I was at a, at an AMC theater several years ago. I don't remember what I was seeing, but I was uh, standing in line waiting to get my soda. And there are two guys standing in line at the soda uh, dispenser next to me. And I guess somebody was bothered by something the other guy said, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I'm just like, yeah, there I am holding my cup. Oh boy, something bad's coming. <laughs> and and I think I even throw it's just like, hey guys, it's fine. <laughs> and can I get that uh, cherry coke in there? Yeah. yeah. And you so just, like you guys should go move to the left. And 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 they got like real close to each other, like their faces were really it's just like, oh, that's usually what happens before a fight happens. Holy shit, am I gonna get pulled into this? Do, should I try and stop this? I feel like I should try and stop it. What's then, the first thing you do if you think the fight might break out? Is this a joke you're telling me? No, it's not. Oh, if it's me? Yes. Uh, 
you know what? The, I, apparently the first thing, because I was saying things before I realized I was saying anything. Oh boy. And I was, it was like, hey guys, it's it's fine. I don't, I think I said, it's fine. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and then uh, I think I probably, it's tough because, you know, I was, I'd been standing in line for a while. I wanted that soda. Uh, but sure. uh, I think I probably would just back away. Uh, maybe uh, notify someone who has any kind of authority security guard perhaps if i think that violence is coming my way my first instinct every time is where can i put my glasses that will be sure safe? oh absolutely yes. it's my first yeah. concern i think if i was with my son i think he would be the first concern yes, but not far behind is these glasses yeah because the hassle of getting new glasses is something i don't want to endure yeah you can mm -hmm. make another son i could try yeah you could, yeah you could give it a good well again he's number one but right. close Close, yeah. close second. So ideally, you, know you would glasses. give your, your glasses and say, "No, I, you can't son, trust him." Oh, He'll that's touch, for sure. He will touch the lenses. Boy, that's for sure. No, so well, I need and, a safe place, flat surface for my glasses. I won't even fold them. I'll just go right off my face on the on the surface. Yeah, and then, but then I can't see as well yeah. when violence is coming. So at if me. the glasses come off, it's not that shit's going to go down. It's that you think shit is going to go down near you. Right. Got it. Like okay. I remember I was in a hostel one time and I was there was uh, some some tension between a, a gal and uh, a fella. Oh, boy. And he had apparently given her a gift because uh, uh, he thought they were going to be soulmates or something. And so uh, he wanted her to go to her room to get the gift and give it back to him. And because I was kind of sweet on the girl, I said, oh, I'll go with you. And so I walked down there and as we were approaching the room, he was getting mouthy and we're in a hallway. And I literally thought like, oh, shit, what do I do with my glasses? What do I do with my glasses? It's only like day four of the trip. I got a lot. I got another week. Uh, what am I going to do? I see things. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's been with me for a long time. Anyway, clearly. Do you guys, I mean, this is you know, anticipate violence always. Yes. Uh, no, well, I was just getting back to the incident Taylor that just set his glasses down the incident that happened tonight and this is probably a question everybody's been asking um do you think this hurts will smith's chances to yet again appear as deadshot in the dceu which again would allow him to be witness to the speed force uh yeah Okay, I knew where we were headed the minute you said dead shot. I'm like, motherfucker, here comes the speed force. Uh, Here's the thing you never expect the speed force. It fucking that's the whole nature of it. It just, it's, it's there. I think that's what Will Smith said to Chris Rock right yeah. before you never expect the speed force. Slap. Chris Rock wishing he had that speed force. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh boy, give you some of that speed force now. Oh boy. But yes, yeah, so I definitely want to uh, hear people's opinions about uh, that craziness. Um, I wanted to say uh, thank you once again to you guys. This is uh, consistently one of my favorite episodes every year because it's just so ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, and I always enjoy when you guys come on. Uh, Ian, uh, oh, I, I'm trying to think. I, I never remember how David does this. Okay, so everyone, you can check us out at battleshipretention.com. You can email me, Tyler, at battleshipretension.com. You can email David, David, at battleshipretention.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at DavyPretension. You can follow me on Twitter, at TylerPretension. You can also uh, follow my other podcast, More Than One Lesson, at MoreThanOneLesson.com. The most recent episode is about uh, Matt Reeves, The Batman. 
uh, with the companion film Paul Haggis's Crash, oddly enough. Um, movies about anger, for example. Best picture winner. That's that's true, yes. Um, my first taste of Oscar disappointment, whatever. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen that movie in a long time. I've, it, I guess it's still been a long time, but the last time I saw it, I was like, you know, this isn't, it's just everything is so obvious and so overt. Yeah. But I it's feel a fable. Like it's uh, sure. <laughs> That's what I, that became my defense. Cause well, I, that was, that was even like defense. Yeah. Uh, it was his favorite movie that year. But uh, I think it was mine too. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Me and Roger, you know. Raj, look, hey, I'm, I'm the one that met him. And he said, oh, I love you. He was kind of towards the end of his years. I don't think he was all there mentally. Um, he didn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so Ian. Yes. Where can people find you and your work? I'm so. And, you, and your theories about the Speed Force. Uh, I, assume I assume your book about the Speed Force is just about to be published. Indeed. Yep, it's called Speed Force and Me. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad you guys mentioned this. Um, uh, so the latest thing I've been doing that people can check out is I occasionally appear on a, I, I guess you call it a video podcast. I mean, the audio uh, comes out a little later, but uh, my friends, John Suntress and Gabe Hardman. Uh, John Suntress does a word balloon podcast. Gabe Hardman's a brilliant artist in comics and film. Uh, Last year, you guys might remember, talked about that Outer Limits. Uh, we were on, uh, mm -hmm. I occasionally show up on that. We've finished all two seasons of Outer Limits. Uh, both is the to, word you're looking for. Both, yes, we decided to not do the Showtime show. Cool, I, I was kind of into it. Cooler heads prevailed. We do, uh, we've gone either even further back in time, even to more obscure material. And, and um, now Gabe and John have a show called Kinescope, and it is about live television of the 50s oh. uh, and we go oh and i'm on it occasionally and we discuss um the way uh the uh, what is called the actually i have it here the criterion one of the things we often watch is found in the criterion dvd called the golden age of television and mm. it's um a lot of these were shows that were broadcast live out of New York and out of Los Angeles um, that include a lot of uh, people who would go on to be huge. A lot of them were huge at the time. Like this is a lot of Rod Serling stuff. And he was a name even before Twilight Zone, because some of this stuff was um, stuff like Requiem for a heavyweight uh, and patterns. Those were such uh, huge uh, hits just as television shows. And we do talk about movies a lot because a lot of the things we talk about, if something was a live broadcast, it was a hit. It turned into a movie kind of fairly quickly. So yeah. we we've talked about Marty uh, comparing the Rod Steiger version to yeah. um, the the film version. Uh, we've talked about Requiem for Heavyweight. We've talked about No Time for Sergeants, the first Andy Griffith uh, thing that made him pop. Uh, there's an episode uh, recently about uh, trial at uh, judgment at Nuremberg. I'm not on that. So I know people are saying that's the first one I'll check out. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, no speed the, yeah. The, the movie uh, patterns again, which was, well, the, we did, you know, the show patterns that became a movie. One of the first things that Rod Serling wrote that became huge. Uh, so the, yeah, there's a lot of things, uh, but we do also cover a lot of comedy as well. 
uh, stuff like the Honeymooners, stuff like um, recently Dobie Gillis uh, and um, other things like that. There was recently one about Betty White. Um, so if uh, you want to, I'm amazed we do this show. I mean, this is, it's truly indulgent because we're talking about things that um, are quite obscure. Although I say that they're, they're all on YouTube. Check them out, folks. You can check out these live televisions uh, shows that were that involve, you know, early performances by people like, you know, Paul Newman, early, you know, Frank and John Frankenheimer is a big director of them, George Roy Hill. Um, and there's a lot of amazing stuff. And if you want to check out those shows, I'm a little more restrained on those than I am here, uh, but only a little. Uh, and what was the name of the show again? Kinescope. Kinescope. And it's on the, the word balloon um, YouTube feed. Okay. So you might want to search Kinescope word balloon. Uh, have you guys talked about, I don't remember if it was a live show, but um, as a function of, of the, the job that I have at a, a small streaming platform, uh, I, I check out a lot of like old TV shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tales of Tomorrow is one that I have. That is one we've talked Oh, wait, we have done, I think we've done one because Paul, we did a Paul Newman show. Yeah, he was uh, on one, I think. Yes, we we talked about Tales of Tomorrow. We talked about the episode Paul Newman was on. Okay. We've wanted to do other ones um, uh, because, yes, that is that was an early, early live, like, sci-fi anthology yeah. way, like, way, like, a few years before, like, Twilight Zone. So, yeah, we talked about... Um, the Paul one that Paul Newman was on because yeah. Paul Newman did a lot of live television. A lot of it's really worth checking out the tales of tomorrow one, not so much, but it is worth checking out as a curio to yes. see just what very young, not established Paul Newman, what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's uh, kinescope. You can find that on the, what was it? The word word, word balloon, YouTube. word balloon, YouTube channel, channel. Uh, Jason, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, I am on, and I know Ian is on Twitter as well. I don't know if you wanted people to know that. Oh yeah, I bro it now, baby. It's just nonsense. That's uh, that's at Speed Force. It's Speed, <laughs> yep. and then the money sign E Force, like McDonald's and then the number four, and then a C, but it's the weird C that kind of looks money like, or it's, like maybe yeah, from another like country, a, a and then sign. a three, which is uh, his backwards E. So that's Speed Force. <laughs> That's that's going to be Ian's Twitter right there. Um, so I am at Ekin on Twitter. I'm I think I'm you know, I really, really screwed this up. And I okay. I keep meaning at some point I'm going to I'm going to basically switch either my uh, either my Twitter or my Instagram because my Instagram is J freaking my Twitter just at Ekin just yeah. streamline, baby. Yeah, it's right to the source. Yeah. It's about uh, C is what you get. That's right. Forget the J. Yeah. Get it out of Forget there. the freak. So yeah. it's a little freakier on Instagram. That boy. That's true. Yeah. It gets dark. Yeah. It gets dark fast. But erotic. Oh, yeah. At the same time. <laughs> that's the least erotic. Oh, yeah. I think anyone's ever... <laughs> it's erotic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did that turn you on? No. Okay. Uh, anyway. No, still. Yes. Actually, even more. <laughs> Uh, the less into it uh, people are, the more into it I am. Well, so you weird, know, it's a weird kink. So you have been to my Instagram. <laughs> exactly. All right. So so I'm on, on both of those. Uh, really, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you can find me tweeting about really 
two things right now. Sure. The first is obviously it goes without saying uh, the NFL offseason and the yeah, I've, I've thought of muting you uh, for a while now. <laughs> I, I believe it. I think there were times when you would say you you would tell me in uh, after the fact that you muted me for like six hours because I was just live tweeting my my Sunday afternoon football watching. Yep. Um, you, you're trying can... to, to keep going the legacy that Norm McDonald did where you follow Norm McDonald because you think he's going to be funny. Yeah. Uh, he tweets about golf. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going, what have I, what have, what have I done? But I gotta say, this has been God already... RIP. I love he's an amazing comedian, but oh, yeah. my favorite Weird Twitter retired, follow. He unretired. We got Russell Wilson going to the AFC. Look, there's a lot of things going on. You can, uh, find out about it on my new podcast, Speed Force Football. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know where to find it. Um, uh, so I tweet about that. And then uh, I also tweet a lot about screenwriting. Uh, I'm in the midst of writing a screenplay. I'm one of my producers is actually on this podcast with me right now. It's for a small streamer. So, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm working on that. Maybe script. let's not, maybe let's not uh, advertise that, that, um, you know, just. Okay, you can use this let me, job to now. Let me go again to yeah the the blatant nepotism. Yeah, I'm just yeah the funneling money to my friends. That's, that's the right. Whole idea. The coup that we've agreed upon in writing. Lots of emails talking about yeah. it. Yeah. So okay, you can cut that part out. Let's hold sure. for, hold for edit. There we go. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So I I tweet a lot about screenwriting, um, and things like that. So yeah. That's and you uh, did you mention your website? You have no, website, I didn't. Right? And so you can find my work at jasoneken.com. Um, that's where like my reel and some some recent things uh, that I've been working on are posted there as they come out. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun and very long, and that's okay because that's what the Oscars are. Yeah. Uh, Jason, get out of here. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Tyler just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> right in the kisser. <laughs> For a speed force joke? Uh, yes. Gosh, I yes. was always just talking about the speed force. <laughs> I didn't know you'd be so sensitive about the speed force. Is that is that a water boy? <laughs> I guess I guess the water I, mean, boy? I was just doing like a like an old timey character, but yeah, I guess it sounds sort of like <laughs> I think you dipped in Adam Sandler's boy. yeah water boy voice. All right, well we'll go ahead and leave it there. Thank God, uh, uh, listeners. Thank you uh, for being with us. Thank you guys so much for being here, and we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>